0: This is Unfiltered, episode 245, for July twenty-six, two 2017. The
1: president's frustration with Sessions' decision to recuse himself from the Russia investigation was laid bare at an earlier news conference.
2: He should have told me prior to taking office, and I would have quite simply picked somebody else.
1: It was Sessions' recusal that eventually led to the appointment of special counsel Robert Mueller. The president has not forgiven Sessions and was asked why he does not fire him.
2: We will see what happens. Time will tell.
3: everybody. It's good to be back. Well, but Welcome back again to another episode of Unfiltered. See, I can't even speak. We've been out of practice. One week. Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. Good to be back, though. I'm Chase. There's Chris. Hey, He's buddy. Back from, uh, wow, you got a tan? I did get, at least on my arms. Yeah, <laughs> from and, and, all the driving. Well, what it really
0: is is really just the freckles start to congeal into one big freckle. Dude, I am peeling like crazy. Oh, yeah, Look you
3: are. Stuff. Look at that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, plug right off the top of the show because I don't want to lose the plug. Oh. If you have a chance, you guys, go check out User Error this week. I got a chance to jump in oh, yeah, yeah. with Chris. Yeah, and 18 the episode. Beard.
0: User Air eighteen, Mr. Nunes joins us to talk
3: uh, all kinds of great topics. It was a Really good episode. It was great to finally get out of the politics box.
0: And you talked a little bit about your family background. Yeah. We got some good tech stuff in. User Air eighteen,
3: uh, and we kind of did a little mini how to Linux, talking about how yeah. users, you know, trying to get involved with the open source platform. You know, yeah. what's the the barriers and all that stuff. So great, great show.
0: Yeah, I I I, I heartily recommend it.
3: Uh, so coming up on this week's episode of the show,
0: you probably got a little inkling from the intro. We we do have. Some Russia updates. We're definitely gonna get into the Jeff Sessions stuff. Say goodbye to Spicy Sean no! and And then please stick around through the terrorism stuff, through the Trump stuff, stick around for Debbie does data. It is a big segment this week. It's something I've been waiting to talk about, and we finally have some good clips. Debbie Wasserman Schultz's IT person was arrested. I arrested. Arrested. Trying to flee to Pakistan. And uh, it's a fascinating tale.
3: Yeah, unbelievable. So we'll
0: get to that. uh, Plus, we'll wrap it all up with a high note. But, Mr. Chase. I I have a question. Uh, Yes, buddy. Can we start the show with some cyber? What do you think? What do you think? ASL, buddy? You know, I should have stuck with the IT thing. I should have stayed in the uh, penetration testing. It wasn't (laughs) called cyber back then. Is that what you call it? That's what we called it. Penetration testing. I I think it could have been big money, Chase.
3: Uh,
4: Yep. With a thumping soundtrack, Mark Litchfield is on a mission at his home office outside Las Vegas. He's a hacker. For hire. I enjoy uh, the challenge. Um, that's uh, all it is. It's uh, me versus them type mentality. He's breaking into the accounts of some of the biggest companies in the U.S.
0: They just randomly have on the screen uh, Android. Which I, <laughs> and then the Chrome browser logo, like, I, that's kind of strange. You, you,
3: you know what You know what happened? He probably, editor, he probably filed a bug or something you know, for one editor, of those. Yeah, editor just went and, hey, get some logos. Yeah. And
5: they
4: don't seem to mind. In fact, they pay him to find vulnerabilities. <laughs> we would attack this. We would go after all this. On this day, his main target Sometimes is Uber. You know, so what, what he's
0: doing is uh, he's using their bug bounties. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, it's how much how much of a hacker is he if he's doing all under well, Windows
3: Seven too? Yeah, well, let me ask you this question: What is that? What is that cause, question? Because you've done a lot of intrusion testing back in the day. Do you think a guy, if he really considers himself a quote unquote hacker, do you think he holds any back? Like he reports some, but not all? Because maybe I don't know. It
0: depends on who your customer is. So if you are trying to get paid for fixing a Chrome vulnerability. Uh, the best in your best interest is to you, you find the vulnerability, you do what they call responsible disclosure, is where you notify the Google bug team, the Chrome bug team. You say, oh, I found this. This is how you reproduce it. And then part of responsible disclosure is you don't say anything for a certain amount of time. Usually it's like 90 days or 30 days or something like that to give the vendor time to create the patch. Then once the vendor, a.k.a. Google, releases the patch, you can then write up your big fancy blog post about it and buy your domain name. Uh, um, okay. Which it seems pretty fair. And then if you follow those rules, you get paid a bug bounty program if that particular project has a bug bounty. OK,
4: got it. It's data. They're called data? bug bounty programs, a so way more and more companies like Google, Microsoft, Facebook and Uber farm out some of their cybersecurity, offering 500 1500 even $15,000 each time a hacker can break in. Uber's paid out more than a million dollars in the last year alone.
3: Uh, To be fair, Uber's losing a lot of money.
0: (laughs) I think this is – so what this is trying to prevent is the other uh, other market you could sell on, which would be the black market, which the government is single-handedly driving the price up like crazy over there. So like you were suggesting earlier, it's much more profitable, albeit very illegal, to sit on a very, very good vulnerability and sell to the highest bidder. Um, And that's where like a lot of times, Nate, like, you know, a lot of times some of the some of the attacks we hear about, even even some of the more recent ones are exploiting flaws that maybe the NSA sat on for a while, like some of the recent uh, recent um, ransomware stuff. Like there's there are there are vulnerabilities that are extremely valuable that it just it pays way more to sit on them for a while than to ever tell Uber about it. It it just really depends on what business you want to be in. And, uh, you know, if
3: you have a soul, can it be risky?
6: So the reality is is people are hacking your product already anyways. The difference with the bug bounty program is now we're incentivizing people to tell us about it so that we can fix those vulnerabilities.
4: San Francisco-based HackerOne teams more than 100,000 friendly hackers. Chris,
3: you missed out on this opportunity right here. I did. Right here. You could have just said, screw the podcasting thing and make... Millions. Hacker one is like a
0: bug bounty, um, like collation service
3: from retired software
4: developers to high school students in India with companies that need their help. The days of thinking that you can do it yourself or pretending that these problems don't exist are just gone.
0: So as a hacker, you can. Uh, I can't believe I'm using the terminology. Damn
3: it. You've become to it.
0: So anyways, you can use this HackerOne resource to sort of centralize bug bounty programs, have an arbitrator, have a place to find, disclose, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of a neat deal. It's 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 kind of cool. I thought. Okay. Okay. So uh, you ready for a little deep dive? I like going deep. Supposedly, the CIA and a private and a private contractor worked together on a little old thing called malware. According to some WikiLeaks,
4: it's published by WikiLeaks. Reveal the CIA worked with a defense contractor to analyze and develop malware. No, the latest Vault Seven series shows Raytheon told the CIA about malware programs run by foreign governments. RT's Marina Portnaya has the story tonight.
7: Well, unverified documents published by WikiLeaks Wednesday purport to show how Raytheon Blackbird technology reported to the CIA
6: about malware thought to have come from foreign governments like Russia and China. Raytheon is a defense contractor specializing in homeland security and defense technology. It- Man,
0: wh- you know, how sweet for them, dude. Yeah. Like another sweet contract for Raytheon to just milk money out of. Ugh. Isn't that's just...
3: Yeah, it's nice to have enough money that you can just say, you know, I'm going to bathe with this hundred dollar bill yeah. today. Do
0: you hear about smishing? Uh, this is our last. Uh, no. Well, okay, it's actually Chase's choice, so okay. you can learn about smishing, okay. or the Wisconsin company that's offering to install microchips in its employees. Your choice for our last cyber all right. story.
3: So, so, I'm already going to pick smishing, but I'm going to tell you why. Oh, okay. I've been hearing nothing but about this stupid microchip. Oh, really? Thing in the hand, it's been all over mainstream. Oh, okay. It's been okay. all over work. Yeah, I know a guy that did it. Yeah, all the time. And this, I, I swear, this happened. Like a couple years ago, it did. It did. So it's I'll back hear again. About All right, smishing. Smishing.
7: As Americans get smarter about robocall fraud and phony emails, cyber criminals are stepping up their game to get your personal information. Instead of phishing emails, they're sending SMS texts to your mobile phone in an increasing. You get it before they say it. Uh, yeah,
0: oh, come on.
7: Popular scam called smishing.
0: Yeah, dude. SMS right. f- SMS phishing't okay? Okay. Just, it's just phishing it's right. just that's just it, email it doesn't have to be email you could have a phishing link come over Twitter.
3: I you know what I think should happen is well, if if someone gets a phishing text message and they respond to it and give personal information, they should be required by law to have a counseling session with an IT professional and then have that IT professional slap them across the face just because the fact that you should not be it's like people wake up yeah. come on. Okay, I'm going
0: to respond smishing. You'll take your phone out. You'll say, oh, no, and you'll actively respond to
8: it. And then they've got you.
7: The Better Business Bureau says consumers report thousands of dollars lost from just one text. These messages try to grab your attention, alleging your bank account
3: has been compromised. They don't even look legit. Any one of them doesn't even look legit. The issue is they
0: are are weaponizing the fact that two-factor authentication is becoming more common. Um, and so it's like your Apple Pay account has been suspended. You, you have a Walmart gift card uh, balance, uh, bank security alert. Like these don't look legit to you and I. But if you're a consumer who's recently begun using two-factor because some service I – mean, it, it, you can see how they're preying on that a yeah. little bit. Uh, I, guess, I guess when more and more people switch over to the phone – They have to figure out a way to go after you. And this is why I talked about on TechSnap ages ago now, and I still think it's pretty relevant to think about. If people move over to Chromebooks, iPads, mobile devices, and Linux boxes, then attackers are just going to have to go after your router and get you at the DNS level because they're not going to get as much malware on your system like they did back in the glory days. Let me make sure I I
3: leave my access point open.
0: Yeah, so they're going to go after your access points. They're going to go after your routers. They're going to go after your... (laughs) Phones that receive text messages, all that kind let of stuff. Let me
3: broadcast my SSID and let everybody come on on by. Come
0: so on. let's do a little Russia update a little while, we're, while we're talking about malware and Very cyber.
3: Good. Let's do it.
0: There was, a, uh, there was a big hoopla about an undisclosed meeting. Did you hear about this?
9: Mm-hmm. Good evening from New York. I'm Ari Melber in for Chris Hayes. We have breaking news on breaking. Russia tonight. We also have a report on the spectacular failure of the president's health care push. And Senator Bernie Sanders will be here on that. Our top breaking story though. Breaking. There was another Putin Trump meeting. <gasps> what?
0: What well, this is okay. We're going to lead with this. All right, so uh, Get ready. What, what's going on? This is on. big news. I'm breaking news. And the President of the
9: United States attended it all by himself.
0: Oh my god. Wait. No wait, buffer? Wait.
9: No, wait, wait a minute. He was by himself
0: or was he with Putin? Well, yeah, I, I yeah would, all right, I would, fair okay, enough. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. But, like, I mean, what about, what about some of the things he could have said? What about... The White House
9: did not disclose this meeting when it occurred. A breach of diplomatic practice, as we'll explain. And the meeting looks even more odd because the two leaders had already met, quite famously, for two hours... At the G20 summit in Germany.
0: Oh God, we better look into this. We better look into this.
9: New PPT. The Washington Post breaking this rather explosive story this evening. Right. So yeah, that's like
0: three breaking. Here is uh, here's how here's how explosive this meeting was. You're not going to believe
3: this. All right, dude. what did they what are they talk, they, not, oh Wait, did they talk about like sanctions? Did they talk about uh, Crimea? What what did they talk about?
0: Probably didn't have a chance in that since they were in the middle of a huge dining room.
9: Noting this second meeting unreported at the time, took place at a dinner for G20 leaders, a senior administration official confirming that. And halfway through the meal, Trump left his own seat to occupy a chair next to Putin.
0: So he sits down for a couple of minutes. They chat about something. He gets back and walks back and finishes his uh, his cake. All right, so...
3: All right. MSNBC, listen. Listen. <laughs> talk. Gonna, they, listen to me here for a minute. I,
0: I, they just, they're this really. Is, this is. This, they got to leave with the story. It's breaking news. But it's breaking this news.
3: This is a non story. If they went to like a, a separate conference room and they were talking one on one and or maybe one on one with Russian's interpreter, Russia's interpreter in there, okay, you have a story. We'll talk about it. Yeah. This is nothing. I know. They tried to stop.
0: They, what they tried. The angle they tried to go with is well, then he must have been relying on Putin's translator and they could have been telling him anything. <sighs> but the reality is, too. Uh, two things: Putin speaks English, um, and it was like a hey, so, you know, blah 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 blah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I got cake to eat, and he walks back to his table. <laughs> it's kind
3: of fun. Pick your battles. News, come on, pick your battles. So, two
0: three weeks ago, I can't really remember because of the week off that we had in between. Uh, producer Matt and a uh, listener and I were looking at a file or a report that claimed to be like a deep analysis of the metadata that's been provided. From the DNC server. And I read through the whole thing and I thought about talking about it on the show, but I just felt like it would just be, you would have to disbelieve me. And uh, what would be the point? But essentially, you know, the guy, what he did is uh, he did a forensic analysis of all of like the time and date stamps of all of the data that was transferred from the DNC to WikiLeaks. And if you just look at the file timestamps and from the copy part, you can see that the damn files were copied at about like 20 to 40 megabits a second. So he gets he starts going through and getting like really interesting little tidbits, and uh, essentially builds. A, and I think I linked to this like three weeks ago, but essentially builds a really solid case, a really well done forensic analysis. I read the entire post, and he does a really good job of building the case that the WikiLeaks dumps of all of Podesta's email, or I mean, sorry, not Podesta, of all the DNC's emails about uh, co- you know collaborating against yeah, Bernie. Yeah. If you look at the file copy timestamps. There's no way those were like remotely hacked by Russians and transferred over the internet because the file rate copy was like 40 megabits and stuff like that. it's a whole but that's that's one of many data points that he looks at. It was very interesting I finally got a little audio on that.
6: A document published by an independent researcher says there's no evidence of Russian hacking DNC emails in 2016. Well, the data was copied by a person with physical access to DNC computers and then linked to WikiLeaks.
3: I'm a little confused here. I thought the, the the hack that they're calling the hack was a you know a phishing attempt.
0: Well, that's Podesta. That's Podesta. But the DNC breach is like a full on like. Oh,
3: okay, all right. I sometimes I which thanks is, for the clarification. Which is, cause sometimes so the, I get confused on that.
0: I see. So this is where I just to, while we're talking about that clarification, I could. I mean, it seems it seems like anybody could be behind the Podesta phishing, right? But I could believe that Russia is one of them. Like right. I could buy that. The DNC hack, however, they're not going to do that. And it's so much it's it, the other the other the Seth Rich version or perhaps this version are such much more likely scenarios.
6: Investigators examined metadata from an intrusion into the D.C. server back on July 5th of 2016. Investigators say the speed at which the data was copied far exceeds an Internet capability for a remote hack. Forensics also show the copying and doctoring were done on the West Coast in the U.S. On Monday, a group of former U.S. intelligence officers wrote a memorandum to President Trump, drawing his attention one more time that there's no evidence of a Russia hack. Earlier, I was joined by Ray McGovern.
0: So we'll stop there. Ray McGovern, though, is a former CIA officer, so he has good stuff to say if you want to watch the full clip in the supporters sync. Um. So that is a, It's an interesting. It's an interesting report. I, I encourage you to Google around for it because I don't have a link in this week's show notes for it. Uh, but it was if you are into that kind of stuff, it builds a compelling case that the the data that was sent to WikiLeaks was all copied locally on the West Coast, um, and that's uh, that would seem to imply it wasn't Russians unless Russians got in and got physical access to the DNC office, which would be a pretty big story, I would think. Um. Now, transitioning in further into the Russia stuff, your good buddy... My friend. Cucker Tuckerson has Tucker, uh, an interesting take that I thought was worth listening to
10: for a moment. What's up, Mucker? When historians look back at the Trump administration, they'll likely point to yesterday as a turning point. 10.31 a.m. Eastern Time, to be precise. That's when Bloomberg News posted a story entitled, Mueller Expands Probe to Trump Business Transactions. The story appeared a little over 12 hours after the president told the New York Times that Robert Mueller had no right to investigate his business transactions. Mueller, through Bloomberg, sent back the clearest possible message. Yes, I do, and I will. Now, what are those transactions? Well, basically, any commercial activity that... Keep
0: all of this analysis in mind, too, as we're about to talk about sessions. Now now the Mueller, Mueller, Mueller investigation is moving into Trump's business finances, and I think that's I think that's going to be pretty relevant coming up here in just a little bit.
10: Trump or his family or his associates conducted over the last decade that might pertain to Russia or anyone who has ever lived in Russia. According to Bloomberg, those would include Russian purchases of apartments in Trump buildings, Trump's involvement in a Soho development in New York with Russian associates, the 2013 Miss Universe pageant, which was held in Moscow, and Trump's sale of a Florida hey, mansion to a Russian in 2008.
3: Can I ask you something real quick? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's uh, relevant that uh, the investigation should look into his finances with Russia? Probably.
0: I don't know. I would say it probably is probably relevant as far as business interests. That seems, gosh, that's that seems like one of those. That seems like one of those questions that seems f- obvious to say yes on the surface, but then not being familiar with how as his lo- I guess it, I, know, I, I, know. I
3: guess as long as the scope is surrounding and, and you know. It connects dots, right? It's not like a witch hunt to release information to try to, um, what's the word? You know, alienate him, I guess, or whatever. If if it's very pertinent to the election process and it shows like some backhanded business deals going on, I think it's very relevant.
0: Well, I think we know he's got tons of backhanded business deals.
3: Right, but in relations to the investigation of the Russia interference like so can you, can you explain what you mean so by that? say for example, like he set him up in hotels for example, or the, you know there were some transactions with uh with don jr and and the uh russian lawyer the, the Russian lawyer and also the the pageant you know and so, oh you mean like money transactions exactly yeah because wow. if he's looking into the finances, that would kind of make sense Hmm. I know, yeah, they're I, don't gonna, know. I know that I know that at least on the fox side of things they've been trying to spin it in a way where it's like how dare him go into the to the uh finances part of it but yeah. if it, if but if it remains still well, focused That seems in, to be Trump's soft spot. Right. And yeah. you know when he comes out and says no how you know you're not going to do that So I'm of two minds. It does yeah.
0: seem a bit like uh mission creep. It definitely seems a bit like mission creep, right? Cuz we started with did they interfere with the election and now we're so what is the—is it—so is it—are so it, we looking into collusion? Are we looking into obstruction? Or are we looking into financing?
3: Well, I think the financing would link into the collusion part of it. You know, into—if there's money involved, definitely. Mm-hmm. As long as, it, like I said, it relates to the hyper—and it focuses in on the, you know— after he became a candidate a uh, veritone in the chat room mm-hmm. uh, you know talking hmm. about that yeah i agree i think if yeah Before i think
0: that, that yeah. would be probably it yeah i think that's probably it like if right. it was focused on since his candidacy cuz if if i'm a here's where cuz here's where i'm here's why i'm hesitant because uh, i'm not a billionaire and i don't really understand how billionaires make their money and what property they sell to other millionaires and billionaires so that seems like it's a it's an easy place for an uninformed public to be very judgmental about something we really have no clue about but uh I would say that if they look into, like, people that were funded by Russia that were involved in his campaign, that would seem to be connected and legitimate to me uh, or or Trump's family. Uh, It seems like it would be legitimate to me. It it seems like you could look at this investigation right now in two ways. So, uh, God, amazingly, I think we are nine months into this investigation now. So we are nine months into this thing. And we have gone. I really, I really, really, really thought they were going to get him on obstruction with the whole Comey
3: stuff. Well, by the way that that hasn't been buried okay that that doesn't mean like there seems
0: like it's very meandering right. though yeah doesn't it? Well, it's meandered from collusion to obstruction to now we're going into financing. Now, like, it feels
3: f- very meandering. Now, to be fair, that's more of the media message that's been pushed out. Hmm. It's been meandering.
0: We have no Is it, though, because Mueller did this right after they said, oh, he can't do that. He shouldn't do that. And then he, he immediately did it as well, a sort of like a political message. That's well, not really the media. That's political
3: or just saying, hey, you know, we have the right to kinda do It kind of we feels
0: need. like putting your dick on the table a little well, bit. A little,
3: a little bit. Sure, but that being said, uh, I I kind of lost my train of thought there. But it's one of those things where you got to look into it. You got to look at all the bases, and I think right now we don't really know because I think it's been real tight as far as the investigation goes. Now I remember my train of thought that he's not Mueller's not really. He plays it through the media a little bit, but we really don't think have the full picture.
0: So here's my breakdown on this: if If Mueller's investigation, so if you, if you, okay, so if Mueller can investigate Trump's family and Trump's business ties, then it seems like what we're really investigating is Russian interference with the election. Like it's a broad spectrum. And and, so would you call this a broad spectrum investigation of Russian? Like he's looking at, he's looking at collusion possibilities. He's looking at obstruction possibilities. He's looking at financing possibilities. It's like he's widening the scope of the
3: investigation. Oh, I, I think it's, it's a it's a wide thing. Like you're gathering all the information from all these sources, but if it doesn't pertain to the focus at hand, then you it's eliminated.
9: So where do I you draw
3: inle- the line? So Unless you see something you, blatantly illegal.
0: So t- so okay. So here's where I would be on board with expanding to all of this. If also at the same time. Uh, this, the steely character was being pulled in as part of the investigation and the financing of that dossier and how that dossier was used to do domestic spying on people. Like if the investigation encompassed all of that, that would seem legitimately bipartisan. Right. But because it's so heavily weight, there's, there's so many, there is so many laws that were potentially violated with that. So it, the, the number one thing they're looking for is collusion with the Russian government the Russian FSB was used to inform that Steely dossier. That's direct fucking conclu- collusion with the Russian government. That dossier was information was provided by the FSB. Straight. That was financed by Hillary Clinton's campaign. So this is a straight line here. This seems to me like oh, you got to investigate. So if you're going to investigate all of that right, financing, yeah. you got to investigate that financing and, and too. And
3: that's and that's where I wonder if we don't know what we don't know. Like I think there's a lot. In this investigation that's going on, that either we, and I think we're going to I would, talk about it later, I would that we're getting, love, I would we're love getting to distracted know that, on. I you know? would
0: love to know, I would love to know all, so it seems to me if the FSB was informing Steely at all, or Steele or whatever his name is. That has to be investigated. That has to be – that seems like that is a really, really big smoking gun. And if we can track back where the money came from to fund that and how it was connected to any particular presidential campaign, if at one point it was connected to the Jeb Bush, which it seems to be initially, and then later connected to Hillary Clinton, like that really needs to be looked into. And then how that went from, how that got in McCain's hands and how that went from McCain to the FBI, I think that whole chain is extremely important. So I would like to see, if you're really going to widen the scope of this investigation, I'd like to widen it all the way that would expose the full spectrum of corruption.
3: Right. And that's, and that's, otherwise it
0: feels like, oh, just one more thing. One more thing. Otherwise, what's starting, because the one, one lens you could look at this is, is a special counsel, which is a new term essentially, a special counsel is, is going to find something. Their job is to find, it's like a health inspector's job is to find a health violation. His job is to find something and he's going to keep going until he gets to some shitty business deal and then he's going to say, ha ha, we've got him. And to me, it's 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 maybe not illegal, maybe maybe or maybe was illegal what happened, but it's not the full story. No, it doesn't serve anyone. It, It only serves a particular political agenda. It doesn't serve anyone in the public. The whole investigation, I think the whole thing should be focused on the whole damn thing, including the DNC hack. All of that should be investigated. And
3: that's where I wonder. If there is some of that happening. That part of the investigation happening, and it 's not being reported on intentionally and maybe it, it, I know that 's very Bacon-ish, but with this kind of the counsel that he 's put together, and we haven 't really heard too much in the news, especially you know,
0: it, gosh you know keep going through this too like okay, so Mueller yeah. puts his dick out on the table over this finances stuff. Adam Schiff is first guy up on the mic the moment. Uh, he has anything to run, and you know yeah. somebody just did it. I actually think it might have been Kellyanne Conway. No, 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 it wasn't. Somebody just did analysis. Adam Schiff has been on the news like he's the, one of the number one go-to guys right now talking about this. So you've got you've got somebody on the investigation panel. You've got the special investigator, whatever his name is, uh, special counsel. It just it's all it, it does it does smell partisan. It's does it does smell like the establishment. There, there is a foreign body in the establishment, and this is one of their antibody mechanisms to reject. So it. let
3: me let me spin a little bit way. If if it's starting to feel partisan, why aren't we hearing more and more Republican sides? Because they're still defending Mueller. They're still saying, "Hey, you know, he's a straight down the middle guy. You know, we trust his judgment." Uh, well, I think it's a little early to start, but s- but they but throwing they, shade. But they've been on record though. So
0: first of all, they're yeah. part of the body that is rejecting the foreign organism, and second of all. I think it's, I think, I think it would, I think it'd get panned damn quick right now if you started calling Mueller's credibility out right now. It's just too, you can't do that. It's too early. Well, he hasn't done anything. He's just right, investigating. Exactly. He's just doing yeah, his job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of the guys that got sort of sucked into this, and it's, uh, if you think about it, probably the first time you've ever heard his voice, it's Jared Kushner.
11: My name is Jared Kushner. Wow. Yeah. Wow, is. Jared. I am yeah. senior advisor to President Donald J. Trump. I can speak English. When my father in law decided to run for president, I served his campaign the best I could because I believe in him and his ability to improve the lives of all Americans. Picture this guy <laughs> getting
0: roped into this whole damn thing that his crazy-ass father-in-law is doing. And then, his in and and his first major public political appearance, the first time we're hearing his voice and many Americans are even seeing him, Where he, and you know he knows that because he's introducing himself, yeah. this is what he has to talk about. Not a solid start to a political no. career.
11: And now... Serving the President and the people of the United States has been the honor and privilege of a lifetime. <sighs> I am so grateful for the opportunity to work on important matters such as Middle East peace and reinvigorating America's innovative spirit. He, so he he lost script there for He's a
0: minute. firecracker uh, any businesses? businesses I did not I did not include
11: did not actions be- were proper and occurred in the normal course of events of a very unique yeah, campaign. That's right. Let me be very clear. Let me be clear. I did not collude with Russia, nor do I know of anyone else in the campaign oh. who did so. Okay, okay. I had no improper contacts. I have not relied on Russian funds for my businesses. And I have been fully transparent in providing all requested information. And I do think Vladimir Putin is handsome. I think he was about to say that. I think that
3: was and bad. I like it when he rides a bear.
0: Yeah, so Kushner kind of, uh, I don't know. Everybody thought this was going to be a big showdown. That seems to sort of pass, doesn't it? You
3: know, it still bothers me that he, his session was in closed doors. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it doesn't offer very good credibility on his side uh, when he's doing it behind closed doors. Well,
0: I, let me I play, think let me play devil's advocate for just a moment. Sure, fine. Uh, so the, the, I, I feel like these, uh, these public sessions are a political show. Well, sure, they can be. Absolutely. Because anything that's juicy and good, they just answer, oh, I can't say that in a public setting. And they just they just decline to answer for various different justifications, all of which them being in public settings. Right. And so when you have a closed door meeting and it's not for the cameras, you can ask questions that you really need the answers to. Right.
3: But you still get, you know, I would say 80 percent of the inf- you get 80 percent Instead of zero percent, I don't know, man. And well, like for example, maybe, I don't know if it's eighty. But well, like, I say you're right; it's better so, than no. So info. right now, there's just rumor and speculation about what happened in those sessions. I, I read an article that Trey Gowdy uh, was kind of acting like a defense attorney for him during those sessions and like being really, uh, you know, def- uh, kind of protective of Kushner. Then again, we don't know; we really don't know. This is just one reporter's point of view. We don't know if mm-hmm. there's bias there or, yeah. or not, and yeah. that's and that's why for me. These kind of things deserve to be in public for un, true to our name of our the show, problem, unfiltered. The problem is, is that the the twenty
0: eighteen candidates want to use it as their moment to shine, and so it's just it gets keeps getting I underst- abused.
3: I understand that they want they want to like you know score points. I understand that. I'm I look at I I put that on my mind. I look at what the the person being you interviewed. still say the value is worth it. Though. The value is worth
0: it. Yeah, I would like to I mean, I would go through and I would watch it and sort of pick out anything interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that because most of America, that's what they're going to see. They're going to see the public session. They're not going to dig and dig and dig to try to really find out what happened.
0: Speaking of sessions, <laughs> uh, Jeff Sessions is a little beleaguered this week. Uh, a character assassination, some are calling it. It's it's been a little rough. It starts. Let's go. Let's go through chronological order. So, of course, it it always comes to a tweet storm. God, I hate that term. I really hate that term. But it actually didn't start on Twitter. It started during an open mic interview with a tape recorder.
1: to that interview, the president gave to the New York Times and the message
0: he's sending to the Department of Justice. Trump expressed disappointment with his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, who decided in early March to recuse himself from the Justice Department probe into potential ties between the Trump campaign and the Russian government after it was revealed he had undisclosed contacts
1: with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislak
2: sessions gets the job right after he gets the job he recuses himself is that a mistake well Sessions should have never recused himself and if he would if he was going to recuse himself he should have told me before he took the job and i would have picked somebody else
0: so that was uh during an interview with the new york times and so uh trump had run his mouth already so then he was sort of already in a position to tweet about it well you mean kind of you know He'd already said it. Uh, but the uh, the end goal, a lot of people speculate, is is not really so much Jeff Sessions, but might have to do more with what Jeff Sessions isn't doing.
2: I am disappointed in the attorney general. Uh, he should not have recused himself.
4: President Trump doesn't let up in attacking his own attorney general. Tweeting today, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes.
0: He also talks about uh, Jeff Sessions' my wife spending money on the... Uh. Yeah, it was like, holy shit, this is... This is an attack. Tonight, a growing number of observers see an ulterior motive in the president so publicly criticizing, Happen. even humiliating, Jeff great. Sessions. So, why do you think he's doing this? Before we hear this expert, quote unquote, opinion, uh, what's the Chase Nunes take? Why right. would why would Donald Trump be doing this?
3: Uh, and I've been I've been honestly trying to figure that out because so first off, for for Trump to say you know if he was going to recuse himself, I wouldn't have hired him. First off, Trump already knew. I I do I do not believe the fact that he didn't know that Sessions met with Russian officials that met with uh, Kuslyak, uh, well the, How would he know what Sessions has been doing? Why wouldn't
0: Sessions tell him? Well, because these aren't like these are not. I mean, you got to keep in inco- you got to keep in. Inco- I mean, First Sessions, of all, two things. All right, well, all don't, right. I was the, say, the, these meetings knew. took place before the Russia hype, so right. it's not like it's top of mind. Right. Second of all, uh, some of these were like bullshit, like just like there's 30 people at a table, stuff. Like it's not like it's like. uh you know like private secret
3: no but but at but at the same time i mean he didn't disclose that he met with anybody uh you know and during the the whole process during the whole uh what was it well, the nomination process you know he didn't disclose that and which all- russia
0: hype was starting to brew
3: pretty exactly. big exactly so why did sessions keep that a secret and then it came out that he did and he goes okay i'm going to recuse myself and I'm trying to figure out, like, why won't he fire Sessions? Well, I think he won't fire him because he doesn't want – he's already fired Comey. He doesn't want the Comey blowback. He doesn't want that now. Yeah. And he's trying to do so much what he can to get Sessions to go, and Sessions doesn't so trying to, here. So
0: he's trying to boot him out the door? Yeah, I, Basically I, trying to get
3: him to resign? Exactly. And Sessions – yeah.
2: appears to me that the president's objective here is to force the resignation of Attorney General Sessions – that will then position him to ultimately force an end to the Mueller investigation. I, I
3: thought about that, too.
2: Yeah, but I don't if know if it,
0: that's necessarily true, but I do agree that it does seem like what he's essentially doing is dumping on the guy, and he's essentially sending the message, I'm going to keep dumping on you until
3: you quit. Because here, here's the inherent issue I think Trump has if he fires him. Okay, If he fires him, then the... Now it doesn't. Well, first off, you guys, it, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work where the uh, assistant attorney general automatically gets promoted. He would have to go through the same confirmation process. But probably what would happen is that guy—I forget his name at the top of my head—he's the one who uh, appointed the special prosecutor, or yes. Mueller. Yep. So if 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 Trump fires Sessions, he's going to have to probably fire the ass- assistant as well, and then it turns into comparisons to Watergate and the Saturday Night Massacre.
4: Normally, the president could instruct his attorney general to fire Robert Mueller. But because of his role in the campaign, Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. So if Sessions is forced out, Trump could appoint an attorney general who would fire Mueller. But there's a big debate tonight over whether President Trump and his new, presumably more compliant attorney general would have the power to fire Mueller.
0: So there is uh, is this is a really interesting uh, political move for t- for Trump long term because what it's signaling is you can be one of my most loyal political allies <laughs> and I will still throw you under the bus. A lot of people are making that observation and it's deadly true. Yeah, uh, who wants to, who wants to work for Trump? I mean, would you want would you well, look at Sean? Look what just happened to Spicer. We'll get there, oh, but look what's going oh, yeah. on with like yeah. Sessions was like one of the first supporters of Trump, like he was like a bro, and now. After being a bro for so long and put on the dumb hat at all the rallies and stuff, Trump's doing this? Like, that's a signal that all of these slick back, psychopathic, narcissistic, political opportunists are going to see. And
3: who's going to want to work with it? Right, ready for some more bacon? Real brief bacon? Oh, I, This oh, is just I, brief bacon. Okay, because I could. Okay. I know. No, brief oh, bacon. Man, I love bacon, chasing. I know. It's like, it it's like bacon bits. Ah. Uh, what if uh, Trump told Sessions, hey, I'm going to rake you over the coals but stand fast. I just, this is just, I'm just going to set this up and kind of rake you over the coals for a bit over this whole situation. And I
0: like this bacon. In fact, I, I gotta say. I mean, if they
3: are buddy, buddy.
0: I gotta say, uh, it's you look at, I wonder, I wonder. Okay, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so that could be, that could be, that 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 could be, like, uh, okay. uh, so like, um, but what would be the long, what would be the long play there?
3: Uh, I don't know. Uh, then all of a sudden he starts looking into Hillary stuff. I don't know. I am trying. I, I don't know what the long play is.
0: Well, that's interesting. I could see because that. Because he
3: brought up Hillary. He brought up that stuff
4: again. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that, was, that, that I think could be. That was sort of implied. News alert
4: right now. We are privileged to have the incoming White House communications director. We've had him on the program before, but never with the new job. Anthony Scaramucci from the North Line. Mooch, good, good morning, morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Congratulations. Mooch. Mooch. Hey, thank oh, you. Mooch. Great to be here. Good morning. Great to have good you. Good oh, it's a beautiful day here.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Absolutely. And we're going to talk about why you're smiling and the the big win in the Senate.
0: Okay, now listen to the language after they get done circle jerking here. Uh, listen to what he says. And I think if you take what you just said and use that as uh, like a framework okay. to listen to this guy, right. I think you might be honest to something.
4: Yesterday, although you got plenty of tough sledding. But we got this Fox News alert uh, today. It sounds like Jeff Sessions has been in the news a lot. We know that. And yesterday, the President of the United States said he was very disappointed in Sessions recusing himself uh, regarding the Russia thing. Uh, And the President has said, Mr. Scaramucci, also that he was very disappointed because he wasn't cracking down on leaks to press outlets regarding sensitive information. Okay, so we start talking about leaks. you know, do you remember that was a
0: big subtext to the Comey firing, too? Oh,
4: yeah, absolutely. He but wasn't now doing Fox anything. News has learned that apparently the attorney general is really close to announcing investigations into these intel leaks, right?
0: So so instead of instead of resigning, perhaps he's capitulating. Yep. Right?
9: Yeah, I think he's got a, a plan that he's put together. And at some point, I don't know if be today, tomorrow or next week, he'll announce that plan. Uh, and listen, we have to crack down on leaks on a number of different fronts. Uh, there seems to be some holdovers, political holdovers from the Obama administration. Uh huh. That are not helping. Uh, that one's getting old. Uh, I'm certainly the res- uh, have the full
0: responsibility here in the comms shop. The comms shop, Chase. The uh, comms shop. Chris, what
3: are you going to do about Trump
0: and all his leaks? <laughs> I know, right? So, and Jeff Sessions did have a moment in front of the camera. He's been on. He's going to be on vacation for a day or two, but he did have a moment in front of the camera oh, is during he all of in, this.
3: Uh, Colorado to have some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what he's doing.
0: Look at look at old Jeff too. Uh.
3: Uh,
12: this is not really a normal day. President made. Very disparaging remarks about you, Attorney General of the United States, and your Deputy Attorney General yesterday. Given what he said, what is your reaction to those remarks, and how seriously are you considering possibly resigning?
0: So she's asking him, How seriously are you considering resigning? And how do you feel?
13: We in this Department of Justice will continue
2: every single day to work hard to serve the national interest. And we wholeheartedly join in the priorities of President Trump. He gave us several directives. One is to dismantle internet transnational criminal organizations.
0: Did he say internet at first there? Uh, interna- uh, international. Yeah, international. So he basically says, I'm just going to keep on doing that as long as it's reasonable. And that's his answer. So he's not going anywhere. Uh, but the Democrats sure would love him to resign, it seems like. Maxine Waters well, was uh, well, really calling for his... Re- he should just resign. I'm well, shocked he hasn't resigned. I, I
3: did read that... Uh, he's from Alabama, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that the Alabama Republican Center that's taking his seat or going for his seat ha- came out, I think it was today, and said, You know what, Sessions, if you end up want- retiring, you can have it back. I will so, d- buy out.
0: Okay. So now we have the, the Chase Nunes theory here that I'm going to adopt. Uh, I say we read book this. So mm-hmm. instead of resigning... He's going to launch an investigation into leaks, but to really please the emperor, he's going to have to result. He's going to have to have results, like he's he's going to have to have somebody's head on the chopping block. Somebody okay. is going to have to pay for well, this. Well,
3: don't worry, Chris. All you got to do is invent results, um, uh-huh. and it will please the master.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Spicy Sean tried to do that and it didn't work out so well for him. So one of the big stories in our audience, I heard from a lot of you, uh, shocked, shocked at the resignation of Spicy Sean. And I, I will, I will be honest. I'm going to miss the guy. I, I too, feel like it's a passing of an era.
8: Yeah. That is troubling. Thank you guys very much.
7: In a stunning staff shuffle tonight, a familiar face stepping down and a new one stepping in. Thank
8: you very much.
7: What uh, are you
14: trying to accomplish with your staff shake Can you explain what you're trying to
15: accomplish? Make America great
5: again. Uh-huh. Former
7: campaign advisor Anthony Scaramucci, the new communications director with Sean Spicer, long rumored to be on thin ice, resigning as press secretary. So
0: out goes an ex-service member and in comes a Wall Street slick, so, so, s- so slick a snot kind of guy. So
3: first off, this is what I feel it has ha- what happened with spicy okay so spicy was actually doing two jobs yeah uh,
0: yep yep, yep. he was brother. doing
3: he was doing the uh the spokeshole person and the director, and the director which is crafting the message okay and-, and since
0: he's been in since he's been in that role we have seen uh, the trump punditry withdraw from CNN and MSNBC and NBC and you've seen the shutdown of the white house press cameras
3: oh yeah yeah audio briefings only uh, that sort of thing, absolutely, and so he really wanted the communications job. He wanted out of the press secretary light. He wanted the communications job, and then secretly overnight, Scaramucci was hired. And Spicy, you know, military vet, you know, he he makes a mind quick and. Snappy. And the scuttlebutt
0: was is that Spicy, uh, along with several others, including uh and, and possibly Bannon. And others argued not to bring in the new guy because uh, he has no experience in this right. area. Exactly, he's a total rook. Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna get eaten up all over again.
3: Yep. And so when the announcement happened, Spicy's like, you know what? That's it. And he's out. And obviously, he's he's having a nice smile for the cameras. He has his exit interviews over the weekend. Uh, but you know what? I personally i don't blame the guy oh yeah it, you know if you're going for a job and you've put dedicated you, you know your, had, your political career did you hear he this,
0: admitted that the snl stuff did get to him pretty
3: some of the stuff he said he had a good laugh about and yeah. then some of the stuff he thought it was in bad taste and, and i think part so, of me i feel like he had to say that because of the audience well, when you to look at to.
0: when you look at his actions oh, of yeah. shutting down discussion on cnn and pulling yeah. back the cameras it yeah. was somebody who wanted to get out of the limelight yeah
7: press secretary all smiles today after a dramatic 24 hour battle behind closed doors. Multiple sources familiar with the fight tell NBC News Reince Priebus initially resisted the move. The chief of staff now tells NBC he's behind <laughs> Scaramucci 100%. Because that's what they're
0: supposed to say. That's what you're supposed to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but he's not going to be doing the day to days. Uh, he won't be doing the day to days. Nope, that's uh,
3: our good buddy. Yeah. Your yeah,
7: quickly dubbed the Mooch Smooch. Oh oh what? Oh what? They didn't uh oh,
0: they didn't they didn't, they didn't give a nod Sarah? to Sarah. They didn't give the nod to Sarah. I thought that was in there, but yeah, so uh Huckabee or no Sanders Sarah, she's Sarah, Sanders Sarah Sanders Huckabee, Huckabee. will be uh, doing Sarah the uh, yeah, yeah she'll be doing she'll be doing the uh, day-to-day heavy lifting of the press conferences and Stephanopoulos tries to get her right on the record to tell the truth to always tell the truth so help her God and she is a believer
1: Health care and how we can make America great again and that's our focus and that's what we're going to come to work every day
3: She seems pretty stoked, doesn't she? And and by the way, I think she's better on the North Lawn, uh, if that's where she is, than in the press conference room. She seems more lax here. She's been dressing up, too, since the announcement. Um, She seems nice. So does this also – you know what's
0: funny is – so we have these uh, Trump hates women, Trump demigrates women. uh, That's a narrative that's definitely very strong. And then one of the most public and important, the face of the administration, is a woman. And I'm going to just say it. A heavy set one. It's not like she's some Fox News babe or something. Oh. It's, a, it's a heavy set, just kind of a woman of the earth kind of person who has a family and is very religious and is probably very representative of, of a woman from the middle class. And yet, I don't know if she is, but I'm just saying. Like, Can she, someone she, she, tell me? And yet, not, not a word about it. Not, all, a, not a word know, about in
3: it. In all honesty, can someone tell me when the last time we had a female press, sec- uh, uh, press secretary? Gosh, I, 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 I just don't know i mean I, I maybe it's like i'm a, going I mean, back in the what? state department definitely has yeah i know oh yeah definitely but i'm going back to like ari fleischer and i'm like i'm yeah. like i'm trying to remember right and i'm like
0: this honestly i think and like an what? action not a stand-in either but like the actual the actual
3: press secretary yeah so yeah.
2: anyway this is an interesting yeah. observation yeah no, and
1: that's one. our focus and that's what we're going to come to work every
2: day i want to ask you the same question john carl asked sean spicer on his first day do you promise to always try to tell the truth from that podium
1: Absolutely, and not just to you, but uh, I, I think that's our duty. Uh, certainly, uh, I have three young kids, and I want to be able to go home and look my kids in the eye every single day, and that's far more important to me uh, to be able to do that and have that the highest level of honesty and yes, integrity.
0: Yes, shocker. Are you are you shocked by I'm that not, answer? Yeah, I'm not shocked. By that shocked.
3: I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, so it's it is a passing. By, by the way, I, I'm taking this from Cub. You know, one person who's really happy about this move. A.D. Bryant from Saturday Night Live I think she's going <sighs> to step into that role.
0: <laughs> yeah, Melissa McCarthy I guess can take some time oh, off. Oh,
3: but by the way, give her props for her impressions. That was a hell of an impression. Oh, wow. I mean, it's like all-star. You know, I was all-star. looking
0: I was looking back I, for the overtime I have a I have some of Sean Spicer's best hits and one of them is that Sunday when he came out and he just yelled at them about the crowd size. <laughs> yeah. And looking back at period. it, period. That was that was it. That was from that moment on. That set the tone. It did. That inspired the SNL skits. It just, and I, you got to imagine that was him trying to impress the boss. Oh yeah. Trump went out there and said, "You kick their ass." You, yeah. You tell them this was the biggest. Start crowd. hitting. Yeah. And we we are because they were cause at that time their their big their big internal meme was the media is the opposition party. So they were really hostile going yeah. into oh, it. Oh yeah. And I think that just doomed him.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it set the tone like you said. It put him in this category of very adversarial, yeah. very abrasive. And uh, but you know what, to be fair, you know what, he he stayed consistent throughout. He did show a little human side here and there.
0: I actually really I I really enjoyed his really just like take no shit attitude yeah. that it made it refreshing because the, a lot of times the especially the newspaper journalists are are, yeah. are pretentious in the way that they they will phrase the question and even the positioning of the question is insulting and then what sec, what what, what the press secretaries often do will dance around to give them some sort of bullshit answer that doesn't acknowledge their question and it's just not all that interesting but spicy would be like well first of all i take issue with your question it's it's completely wrong and then here's the answer to your question and it was just like that sort of like no bullshit answers that was great but another era is upon us and not that you know what so far uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders or whatever is uh is actually she's pretty no bullshit herself
3: uh by the way chat room's amazing they found out that the last female press secretary was DD Myers I was, from 1993 to 94 I was thinking for DD
0: I was thinking oh, wow. look at me I was thinking DD I just didn't know yeah. so uh yeah I think this is a big it's, I guess it's, uh, but you know what the media doesn't care about that kind of stuff right they don't cover that kind of wait Wait, that's, they seem to, anyways, a real quick Trump story for us to cover before we keep moving on. Uh, the, with all of this going on, there's also that whole, well, wait a minute, can't the president just pardon himself, even if this, say Mueller gets all the way to the end, and uh, Junior is guilty, Kushner's guilty, and uh, Trump is guilty, well, then why can't he just uh, get a pardon like Nixon did?
16: Tonight, the president and his legal team pushing back against allegations he's trying to discredit special counsel Robert Mueller. One of the president's attorneys calling reports that his legal team is scouring the background of Mueller's investigators to find conflicts of interest nonsense, adding they are cooperating. The president has um, absolutely nothing to do with any of the uh, allegations that are being made. U.S. officials familiar with the investigation say Mueller is gathering relevant documents, including financial records and business dealings of those close to the Trump campaign. Earlier this week, Mr. Trump warning it would cross a line if Mueller looked into his finances unrelated to Russia. Would that be a breach
14: of what his actual...
16: I would say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> All of it setting off alarm bells.
4: Well, I think if he fired Bob Mueller, I think he would see a... a... Hey tremendous
2: backlash. I have 100% confidence that Bob Mueller will conduct a thorough and fair investigation.
16: The Trump administration, also struggling to explain reports, the president has been asking his advisors whether he has the power to pardon his family members and even himself. The president maintains pardon powers like any president would. The president does have broad constitutional power to grant pardons for federal offenses, even before charges have been filed. Legally, it's not clear if a president can pardon himself. I'm not Aware of any
17: president giving a pardon in an effort to stave off
6: an investigation. Yeah. It's not yeah. normal.
3: It's no. not normal. No. And it's then, not normal. And then you ask yourself, it's why? Why normal. would you do it? Because there's something going He's on. you got to
0: have that escape patch, Chase. Well, have that escape yeah, fair patch. enough. I got You know what? I got what I think could be. I think it's good news. John McCain thinks it's a horrible decision and has slammed Donald Trump over it. So we don't know what the hell's going on with this Russia investigation. Trump's made some seriously dodgy decisions the way he's uh, dogging on uh, sessions in public. And he really could bury himself if he tries to fire Mueller. But I'll tell you what he is doing right. This is a decision. I I think what I'm about to say, brace yourself. I think this is the best decision he has made of his presidency. I don't I have I have the only real confirmation I have in anywhere in the U.S. media from it is John McCain slamming it. But uh, this to me seems like a huge story.
6: More mixed messages emerged from Washington on Wednesday. The Washington Post has published an article stating that according to U.S. officials, Donald Trump
14: decided to phase out the covert CIA program aimed at arming and training rebels in
6: Syria. Wait, what? In favor. What? Of working with Russia.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh come on. Come on. Let them let them bomb the shit out well, of us. Well, no.
3: Yeah, well let yeah, let, let, Russia, them clean it yeah up. let Russia take care of it. We've yeah. set we've yeah. financed
0: these psychopaths yeah, for decades. Let the, this is this is this I think is huge news. And this is really why the CIA hates Donald Trump. And it, it's interesting if you go look at this, guess guess what war criminals are connected to this whole shit this hole in Syria? John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Hillary Clinton. Like the, the shithole is filled with these people that are bipartisan agreement on so many of these anti-Trump issues, interestingly enough. But this story, I think, is severely underreported because this is a massive, massive change.
14: So there are new reports tonight that President Trump is halting a CIA operation that arms Syrian rebels against the brutal regime of Bashar al-Assad.
0: It's not just arming, it's communications equipment, it's money, it's CIA CIA agents who are there to train them, it's Pentagon resources, it's a massive program. Now, Fox is super super conflicted because while they love jerking off Trump, they also suck from the teat of the military industrial complex.
14: Critics calling this move a victory for Russia.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Letting, letting Russia fight terrorism. That's a real victory. Yeah. that's If that's winning in the 21st century, I don't want to win. Right.
14: Whose military backs Assad. Chief amongst those critics is Senator John McCain. Oh, good. In his first political remarks since announcing his brain cancer diagnosis.
0: Well, McCain has been pictured with these terrorist animals, so it would make sense that he might have an issue here. It's his program.
14: McCain said this. The administration is playing right into the hands of Vladimir Putin.
0: This this Russia fear mongering is so transparent and obvious. It's oh do not I g I don't I can't politically disclose why I hate that he's doing this because obviously they would be exposing war crimes. So instead I'm going to blame it on the boogeyman. This son, of, this son of a bitch is responsible for training these rebels over there, for, for, for financing these psychopaths who are running around under no one's jurisdiction and murdering people that live in their own country. This man right here, John McCain, is responsible in part, in a large part, for that. And so he can't say that he doesn't – he can't say, well, I set up the program, I helped the funding, (laughs) I organized the leaders of the groups, I I, I positioned the different uh, alignments with the major militaries that are helping move this equipment around. And there's been also an interesting leak this week about diplomatic flights that were used to transport weapons. And guess who was involved with that? Mm. McCain. Uh Uh-huh. He can't, he can't say that that's why he's unhappy about spinning down this program. It's his baby. He can't say that. So instead, he goes to Vladimir Putin. But the American public, more and more, that becomes code to a bullshit reason.
14: Right into the hands of Vladimir Putin, making any concession to Russia, absent a broader strategy for Syria, is irresponsible and short-sighted, says Senator McCain. Here now is General Jack Keene. Chairman-
0: we'll stop there. I don't really need... You know, it, John McCain's incredible. He manages to stay elected year after year by every now and then claiming that he's going to make cable companies do a la carte and by being a, a war hero right. from the Vietnam yep, War. Yep. And then otherwise, he is a demon that is the head of a military-industrial complex monster. Anyway, here's another report on it. This is good.
6: Last week, President Trump reportedly pulled the plug on the CIA's program to arm and train rebels in Syria. It's been running for several years now with a billion dollar budget, yet producing questionable results. What could be a very pragmatic decision to save money has received typical overtones in the media that this represents some sort of victory to Russia. RT's Alexei Yaroshevsky reports.
18: Last week, when news of Trump potentially stopping CIA program of training and arming rebels in Syria surfaced in the Washington Post, the overall narrative was quite easy to predict. The move sought by Moscow set its headline. Some pundits and commentators went even further from suggesting that Trump caved into Putin or that it's all treason. You know, the usual Putin puppet thing.
0: You know, uh Veratunda the chat room has the link I was just referencing. So if you Google uh Silkway Airlines, you'll probably see the leaks that talk about uh, Obama McCain giving ISIS weapons through the Silkway mm-hmm. airlines. So that's why that's why Obama's all in. That's why even though the man can be literally dying of cancer, he's still taking time out of his day to slam Trump over it because it's a very big part of his program. This is a huge reason why the CIA freaked the f out when Trump won, because they all thought it was going to be Hillary. This is why Chase's good buddy, my friend Mike Morrell, is all Mike. in with Hillary Clinton because he knows exactly what the hell's going on in Syria. It's Libya game plan 2.0. Everybody was all in until this dumb son of a bitch Trump came in and ruined the whole thing, and they're all pissed about it still. And in the background, we frame it as if the Russians are these masterminds. Vladimir Putin, the forty chess player who uh, months in advance hacked Podesta and then weaponized WikiLeaks to enable Donald Trump by exposing information that is true about Hillary Clinton. And there could be another, another explanation. It could be that somebody stole emails, somebody named Seth Rich, and leaked them to WikiLeaks. And then was murdered for it. It could be that Debbie Wasserman Schultz's IT person was stealing data from Democrats for years, since 2005, and selling to the highest bidder.
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean... Oh wait! Wasn't he trying to escape from the country? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you remember this this clip we played a few weeks back where Debbie threatened the police chief of D.C.
4: and give a yes or no answer on that because I know it's more a simple yes or no answer. About.
1: if you lose, if if I, if a member loses the equipment yes, and it is found by the Capitol Police or your staff. So
0: that laptop that uh, this clip was about uh, this there's a little more to that story now. Turns out this IT guy was using that laptop. Oh. And it is identified as that member
1: member's equipment and the member is not associated with any case and that, that is their equipment. It is supposed to be returned. Yes or no?
10: Depends on the circumstances. Uh, and if the circumstances
1: I, are... I I don't understand how that's possible. Members equipment is members equipment that is not it is not it under my understanding, the Capitol Police is not able to confiscate members' equipment when the member is not under investigation. It is their equipment, and it's supposed to be returned.
4: Well, I think there are extenuating circumstances in this case, and I think, I think that you know, working through my counsel and um, you know, the necessary personnel, if, if that in fact is the case, and with the permission of through the investigation, then we'll return the equipment. But until that's accomplished, I can't
1: return the equipment. I think you're violating the rules when you, when you conduct your business that way.
8: And should expect that there would be consequences.
3: I yield back. There'll be consequences.
0: So let's talk more about that. Now we know a little bit more. The FBI has seized the smash hard drives from that laptop.
18: Exclusive story now from The Daily Caller. FBI agents seized, smashed computer hard drives from the home of a tech worker who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So
0: this initially was panned because uh, Daily Caller, uh, Breitbart were some of the earliest reporters on the story. But pretty quickly, The Hill, um, Politico and others started reporting on the story as well. And then eventually Fox Business got
18: to it. Daily Caller investigative reporter Luke Rosiak joins us now. Can you give me some perspective on this? Uh,
0: Now, Luke here isn't the most camera-presentable and well-spoken, but the information is really solid, so I encourage you to tame the ADD monster and uh,
18: pay attention. It's a very complicated story involving three Pakistani brothers. Set it in context for me. Why is it so important?
13: Well, uh, this is a recurring theme of cyber-attacks on our nation. We've seen it again and again and sort of the uh sleeper story the one we haven't been hearing about much at all is there's been yet another one on the House of Representatives uh there is an ongoing criminal investigation into a major cyber breach uh I- involving not outside actors but inside men the uh Is that
18: the three Pakistani brothers that we're talking about here?
13: Yeah, so the suspects in this probe are people who worked for a long time for democratic members in the House. Uh, a couple of brothers named Imran Awan, Abid Awan and Jamal Awan and they are criminal suspects they work for, Abid. Uh, Imran worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz for a long time and now we're just learning that the FBI is involved in this investigation as well.
18: What's the implication behind the three Pakistani brothers doing information technology work for Debbie Wasserman Schultz and other Democrats and I believe a couple of Republicans in the house?
13: Uh, they weren't doing work for any Republicans. It was all Democrats. Oh, okay. And yeah. as you'd imagine, these IT guys had access to all emails and files for the members that they worked for, and they worked for dozens of members.
0: They also had access to uh, some pretty important iPads. I'll give you a little more of a rundown. In this case, he joins us live. Good evening, James.
19: Brett, good evening. Just minutes ago, Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz fired Imran Awan, a... Pa-
0: Who, by the way, has been under serious investigation and barred from going into the Senate since February. Uh, It was only today, or actually yesterday, after he was arrested... That Debbie fired him. What's not also being reported in any of this is Debbie's also paying for some of his family's
19: housing here in the States. Uh-huh. Fired Imran Awan, a Pakistani-born IT technician who has worked with several family members to perform computer services for Wasserman Schultz and other leading Democratic lawmakers. Awan was arraigned on one count of bank fraud charges in U.S. District Court here in Washington today. I think that they nabbed him on
0: bank fraud to hold him here because he was fleeing because. Here's what happened is when he would become the IT management person for one of these uh, Congress critters, he would all of a sudden, well, they would all of a sudden suffer a series of cyber thefts and break-ins. It's the damned, in fact, all of his clients did. It was, a, it was the goddamn darndest thing, Chase, is there was tons of data theft once you became one of his clients. It's just the weirdest thing, and, and, and. And and it seems to be that he worked for Debbie since 2005. Like, like, maybe that's why she's been paying him, and he's always been on her payroll, and she's been oh paying for his family boy. housing. Holy
19: Following crap. his arrest last night at Dulles International Airport prior to boarding an overseas flight, he pleaded not guilty and was released under strict monitoring.
0: He's been, on, he's been under investigation for the FBI for a while, but they, I don't think, they, they, I think they're going after him for the, for the data theft stuff, but they're holding him here with this.
19: Awan started working for Wasserman Schultz in 2005. She, of course, was forced to resign as chair of the Democratic National Committee one year ago after WikiLeaks began posting her hacked emails online. In all, the Daily Caller reports that Awan, his brothers, their wives, and others collected at least $4 million for IT services performed for Democratic lawmakers. Wow. In addition to Wasserman Schultz, these included Diana DeGette of Colorado, chair of an investigation subcommittee, Jackie Speer of California, who sits on the Intelligence Committee, and Ted Deutsch, ranking Democrat on the House Ethics Committee. The investigation started with allegations that the Awan group was engaged in double billing, but then reportedly expanded to include how sensitive House data was stored. The group was barred from House computer networks in February when U.S. Capitol Police identified them as suspects in a criminal investigation. In announcing today's firing, Congresswoman Wasserman Schultz said, and I quote, Mr. Awan previously served as a part-time employee, but his services have been terminated. No charges, evidence, or findings from the investigation have been formally shared with our office, so we cannot comment on them.
0: Formally shared. That's an interesting uh, little clarification yeah. there. So she's been, she's been paying this guy for months since all of this went down.
18: And now this... We have an update on an exclusive from The Daily Caller, a tech worker. This man, who worked with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, he's been arrested, charged with bank fraud. This after FBI agents seized smashed computer hard drives from that tech worker's home. Daily Caller investigative reporter Luke Rosiak joins us now. Luke, there's something going on in the background here that has not been made public. and I think it's got something to do with the three Pakistani brothers who are very much involved in the IT work for Democrats in Congress. Fill us in, please.
13: Well, this is big news. A congressional staffer was arrested by the FBI on Monday night attempting to flee the country. Uh, He was apprehended by the FBI at Dulles Airport, uh, where he was attempting to board a flight to his native Pakistan. Uh, This is Imran Awan, the IT guy for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. He had wired $300,000 from the Congressional Federal Credit Union to that country. um, That money... Uh, did successfully go through, and then his wife, Hannah Alvey, who was also a high-level congressional employee, did manage to flee the country, and she's in Pakistan with that money. She was housed by Debbie for a while. Now, authorities couldn't stop her. Uh, Customs and Border Protection did actually search her at the airport, and they found $12,000 mm. in cash.
0: Where do you suppose she got that from?
3: Uh, I don't know, but she probably didn't declare it because you have to declare anything over 10, right? Hidden in a suitcase,
13: but they couldn't detain her. Uh, They did get Imran Awan when he went to the airport uh, on Monday night uh, soon after. Wait a
3: minute. Stop. I I thought, is it? Maybe only when you're coming into the country you could. Because I, don't I don't thought if you. I thought it was that way too. But. I thought like if you don't report maybe it's, over 10. Maybe
0: it's like they just make you fill out the paperwork and file it. No,
3: no, no. There's, there's three different levels of seizement. If you can prove the money is legitimate, you're fine. If you can't, then they hold it until you can prove it.
0: Oh, maybe. Well, they might have held it and let her go. They're not clear about what yeah, happened.
3: Yeah, exactly.
13: Yeah. Reported that the FBI was
3: uh, closing
0: in on him.
18: The, the gentleman on the screen now, the, the pa-
0: how did he know the FBI was? Cl- I want to back. Does he
13: say how he knew the FBI was closing in on him? Yeah. Report, uh, on Monday night, uh, soon after I reported that the FBI was. Oh, he reported uh, closing it. in yep. on him.
18: <laughs> the, the I gotta go. The gentleman on the screen now, the, the Pakistani gentleman who's been arrested. I believe he had the password to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's iPad, which means he had access to the DNC files.
0: In fact, they just tell him to pass it around. Uh, she's in meetings and stuff, and they, in, the, in the emails they say, yeah, "Go grab Debbie's iPad and log in and grab this." Um, I have I have links to wow. it. Yeah,
18: Is that accurate.
13: Well, he, he could read uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz's personal emails. Um, uh, I don't think he would have had access to all the DNC files. What he did have access to was all the emails and files of uh, members of Congress in their House capacities. And he did have that for dozens of members, including wow. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. But he was uh, kept
18: on, even though there was some suspicion that it had been defrauding the government with computer equipment. But he was kept on, correct?
0: Yeah, I've been writing about this for so one of the other scams he pulled was uh, so that de- but just to clarify that defrauding thing. So he double billed for systems uh-huh. and he also b- over way over billed for systems. So, like a, a $1,200 laptop, he might bill $4,000 for.
13: Wow. For five months, and I've been telling Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office and other Democrats' offices, I've been sending them court documents. Uh, most notably, uh, these guys' stepmom accused them in Fairfax County, Virginia, court of wiretapping and extorting her. There you go. So they collect dirt on people. <sighs> Those are accusations which speak to their uh, abilities or inclination to use their IT knowledge to uh turn the screws on people and use it for their own monetary gain they raise they go in as i t they get physical access to the equipment once you, if you have
0: any any kind of inclination of doing harm if you get physical access you're in
3: God man, the walls are crashing in hard on her.
13: Uh, y- you know, very, they raise concerns about what they might have done with their access to members of Congress's emails. So we don't know what they did. Um, abuses on the House network are a component of this FBI investigation, but there have been numerous, very credible allegations, including from their own family members, about these guys going on for a long time now.
18: Okay, come back soon, please. Yeah,
0: Verituna points out he'd also remove systems, their own systems, and then sell their own systems back to them.
18: Oh. Uh, so this
0: is even more of a mind bender when you think about the whole damn thing in context. So you've got WikiLeaks that received a bunch of DNC emails. You've got the fact that it exposed that Debbie was uh, the ringleader of an effort against Bernie from within the DNC. After she gets fired and has to, or resigns, whatever it was, she is then hired by the Hillary Clinton campaign as a global campaign manager or something like that. She then Clinton then helps campaign for her in Florida so that way Debbie remains elected in Florida. This whole thread stinks super bad. Like maybe they were maybe Debbie had a group of thugs that were getting dirt on people that they were using to get them to vote for Hillary or get them to do this or that. Wow. I mean, you, could all, you know, one could speculate a million different ways, but it seems to be Something super shady was going down with those Iwaki brothers.
3: Man, oh man.
0: And it's it's a story that we've been just sort of following in bits and pieces for a while, but it really broke more this week.
3: That's what happens when you're trying to leave the country.
0: Now, um, we're going to play a couple of high notes before we get out of here. Yes. And I I suggest to you that the-
3: but wait, yes. But before we do that, I was just gonna. Oh,
0: I was just gonna. Okay. Sm- I was gonna roll right. I w- well, over you said that.
3: hi now. I was like, whoa, pump your brakes.
0: I know. You know. Speaking of pumping your brakes, Chase, you better watch out because <laughs> I don't want you distracted in Segway. Washington State.
3: Beginning of July 23rd, if you hold your phone while at the wheel, you're breaking the law. On the road, off the phone. That's right. You might hear that on Seattle radio. That's right. This Sunday. This past Sunday. It's a Sunday. new law. It's a new law. That's a, right. You can't also, hold your phone. Also, no. you
0: know what else? Uh, vape pens, cigarettes, like food, right? You can't do that either. Isn't well, that part of it?
3: Yes and no. Oh. There's a lot of confusion right now happening oh, in the media so I am about confused. That. But basically, in a nutshell, if you're doing uh, something against the law as a primary offense, like say I know. Speeding, it's not a primary offense. If you're whatever, and at the same time you're eating a sandwich, you're putting on makeup or whatever. Shaving. They can a- add on an additional penalty. Yeah, a big one. But- I want to say a big thanks to all of you guys who support us over at patreon.com unfilter. That is the website you need to go to. After this show, and support us because thanks to you guys, we don't have to take ads. We don't have to be beholden to those evil corporations. Yep. Well, maybe they're not all evil, but you yeah, know. But it just means that
0: we are beholden to our patrons, you. and so what we're really trying to do is just make those people happy every single week. And the more we get, the happier we are, and the more we just can work harder and harder on this damn
5: show.
3: That's right. We patreoncom slash filter. Yeah, we were able to open up recently a few more spots in Club Thirty Three. I believe there How many might have be left.
0: Let me see. I'm gonna uh, br- br- think survey right? says two. Oh wow!
3: Two, Two spots. spots remain as of right now. Now you might be wondering what gets uh, me for Club Thirty Three. But so first off, well,
0: you get the bag. You, you get, get right into that you sack. You Get
3: into the sack, and because of last week's uh, uh, departure of Mr. Chris Fisher, I was going to for- nothing. I, gonna, uh, I, I was going to gloss. Yeah, fair enough. This, but- I forgot about it. So blame me. I will take full responsibility. I did forget.
0: Plus, you get to participate in the swag club. We just for free. You get the swag, and what the other thing we're experimenting with too is like higher end unfilter merch. Where in that case, we'll give you like the deepest discount, where it's essentially you get it at cost and stuff like that, or close to it. Um, That that you get in Club Thirty Three, as well as you know, really the good good pride. Prideful feeling of keeping this show on the dam. That's
3: right. So, other
0: levels that are also muchly appreciated, we should say. You know, like uh, at the investor level, $5, you get access to the source files of the show, which are ex- there's so many more clips than what we show and play here. That's pretty good. And then, even if you can't afford a lot, $2 is an awesome way to just sort of kick in some support and help us get towards our next milestone. Yep. And there's also more, there's going to be more and more, more coming uh, ways to interact with the community that uh, or just spreading the word about the show that's if you can if you can financially support us that's yeah. another great way to do it
3: so next week you guys be on the lookout club 33 for that email that I'll be sending out to everybody before the show next week and you can be a part of my sack and go to patreoncom and thanks so much yep. you guys for supporting us
0: i think this high note has one theme and that theme is there is money in them there green hills and everybody is at work at an angle to try to make money from pot everybody and uh, this is a breathalyzer company that's uh, going to try to
2: make a little money
17: At sobriety checkpoints, police are looking for drivers who may be impaired.
2: Marijuana has become just as strong, if not stronger, of a problem with driving as alcohol.
17: San Francisco police estimate one in four drivers they stop for driving under the influence is stoned.
0: All right, so I don't, I don't, I. first of all, I don't buy, let's back up here a little bit. This, this guy right here, this uh, who seems to be a really well. At a DUI checkpoint. A well-informed individual that's stopping uh, the free citizens of the, uh, Of the free world, uh, at
3: a. uh, By by the way, in Washington State, uh, checkpoints not legal.
2: Marijuana has become just as strong, if not stronger.
3: Just as strong,
0: if not stronger, uh of a problem. Of a problem, with driving. With driving, as alcohol. As alcohol. Prove it. Well, what does that mean? It's a it's a strong or stronger problem as alcohol. For driving. I I don't really even understand what that means because there's been so we follow this pretty closely. There's been there's been two major studies. Um, Both of them are uh, kind of kind of uh, sort of titled in a way that makes it sound like uh, THC influences way up for people behind the wheel. Uh, but really when you break it down it's sort of it's sort of like a two to three percent increase and in most cases alcohol's involved too. So I would really like to know what data this guy's citing because following it pretty closely, I've seen I've definitely seen those two reports. We've covered them pretty extensively on this show in this segment. Uh, so I would assume what he's what he must be doing is his personal observation is whats is what I'm left with since the studies don't bear out what he's saying. I'm assuming it must be his personal observation. Well, yeah, if you are serving if you are entrapping people during uh, Saturday night.
17: San Francisco police estimate one in four drivers they stop for driving under the influence is stoned. Identifying them takes a field sobriety test. Oakland-based Hound Labs wants to make that easier.
0: Oh, and here comes the pluggy plug.
17: It's been working on a breathalyzer for pot that measures the amount of THC in a person's breath. The company gave us this video of its first field driving test.
0: So the media uh, is is doing a great job of just taking the uh little bits of information that this breathalyzer company is giving them and putting a package together for them. So this company runs their own study. Yeah. You know what a bit well, you know what a phenomenal waste of money and time it would have been to set up look at this. Dude, they got they got cameras like with uh but, with uh, t- with uh, rigs, with cranes. They got a whole staff here. They got a course set up. They got cameras on the cars. They got people to show up to smoke pot. Right. Like this would be a disaster Of an investment, if they walked away with anything but the results they went in to get from this,
3: right? Because they're they're trying to raise money for their VC groups.
0: Which wasn't there also a study done similar to this that showed that people actually drive slower and safer when they were stoned? Exactly. But that's not what this company's.
3: To be fair, I think they're they're making them. You have to go sixty-five. You have to go the speed limit. You know, like they're putting conditions. By the way, this is a road course that this probably person's not familiar with, like driving to work or driving to where they're going. I'm not excusing. By the way driving intoxicated so shouldn't be w- doing it.
0: So basically they do a highlight reel of them bumping into stuff. It's nothing major. Like there's
17: They got people stoned. And-
0: like so right there's a little like fender.
17: Obstacle yeah, but to course, be fair, first a off a freaking thing happens. comes
3: out and then the other the things whole there. Point of this test Come on. was to show
8: what happens when you get impaired
0: No, the whole point of this test is to build hype for your breathalyzer's yeah. what the whole point of this test is Come on, yeah. because they hope to put that son of a gun on the market very soon would have
10: likely resulted in a fatality
17: Hound Labs is currently conducting clinical trials and plans more driving tests soon they expect to make oh their my God breathaly- stop stop
3: Did you see that clip right there I did, Yeah okay first off, I don't care if you're sober or not the reaction time to evade that hmm. thing that just popped out at you? It's like, whatever.
0: Well, it, this is a whatever. This is a bullshit. This is a bullshit. And what's great is they can just keep doing this 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 over and over again. Ooh. Yeah.
17: They expect to make their marijuana breathalyzer available by the end of the year. Oh. Just in time for the state's new recreational pot laws. All right.
3: So first off, that blue car that cut him off. Mm-hmm. He's in the fall. Yeah. This test is bullshit. Well, it's
0: it's pretty great. I I bullshit. I think this is. This is where the most outrage is to be had, and the most money is to be made, is in the driving stuff because you can really hype people up about the driving under the influence thing. This yeah. is this is a, this is some good stuff. Yeah,
11: just like you and I need a license to drive, and delivery trucks for virtually every product need to be licensed. Believe it or not, until this month, delivering legal weed from grow house to pot shop. Did not require a license.
0: My God, believe it or not, Chase.
3: Believe it or not, people were able to do what they wanted they to do. They could just
0: drive from point A to point B and get a paycheck. It but was, now, since I think it's legal, we got to make some more money. It's No, Chase, it's not just that. It's, I think it's a real professionalization for this industry. It's a oh. professionalization for the industry. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, licensed weed drivers, so another another cut, another cut off the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then, of course, you have the media who loves themselves a pot story. Now, CBN, CNBC is doing this 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 big piece over the weekend about pot. They're all excited about it. They've been running promos. But local news can't help themselves, too. Even when there's no real outrage to be had, they're still all in.
14: Turning
7: site for parents near elementary school. One parent reached out to 13 Action News.
0: So one person. One, one person. One person. Okay.
7: After spotting what appears to be a field of marijuana just 500 feet away from the school. <gasps> what? Oh
0: my God! The children.
3: Did they, uh, how old are these kids? By the way. What, I would, Wait, that, elementary school, right? I, I'm going
0: to imagine that probably it's an elementary school filled with preschoolers. It's just that dramatic. Well, for,
3: So first off, I, ha, I I doubt that any elementary kid even knows what the he, what field is next to Yeah, but to what him.
0: about the crime that might
3: come into the area, Chase? The crime. Yeah.
7: 13 Action News reporter Brian Callahan explains why not everything Wait, is as it's...
3: Brian Callahan? I think he was here in Seattle. Yeah, yeah,
0: well, he's on, sounds familiar. he's on a new pastures now.
7: Seems in a story that you asked us to investigate.
0: You asked us, so one no, person emailed I. in, one person emailed in, and attached a picture.
3: Actually, literally, Chris, you ask, they investigate. What? All it
9: takes is one person. You, you. just you. This is Mansell Elementary School. You can actually see Corrupt. the back of the school here in this picture sent to us by a viewer asking why marijuana is being grown so close by. What well, we found out
11: is it's not actually marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, guess what? Uh. It's it's not. It's it's just hemp.
11: Driving by
9: us.
3: See this plant? It looks like marijuana, but it's hemp.
9: (laughs) The difference may not be easy to see, but it makes a world of difference when it comes to how it's used. Uh, Industrial
19: hemp uh, has no THC in it. There's absolutely no... no effect at all to smoking it it's not going to do any good you probably get a headache if you smoke it (laughs) mike whalen
9: is with the nevada hemp association he says he understands how people can make the mistake Uh. he even understands concerns coming when people see it so close to the school
0: think of the children buddy think of the children gosh they had industrial hemp signs all over the place
3: parents are that parent needs to be like hey so he could
0: not take a picture of the sign
3: I, I think it's a parent trying to get a little 15 minutes.
0: And I, well, I think it's the news happy to jump and all over a pot yeah. scandal.
3: Yeah. And then, of course,
0: know. they spend the time in the hour. And it's like, well, shit, I got to go on the air at six o'clock and I've done all this work, so we're going with it.
3: Now, Chris, <laughs> you had an incredible adventure. Uh, something just got released on the that's internet. right, that the new, shares that The
0: new vlog's out. Go check it out over jupiterbroadcasting.com or go to youtube.com slash Chris Yes. That's buddy. my, that's my, also follow me on the Twitters at Chris LAS for myself, at Jupiter Signal for the network. And Mr Nunes is on there too
3: that's right if you're following me today you would saw that I hung out with a really cool celebrity at Nunes, and oh look at you big N-E-S. time I know I know right fair verified accounts and everything by the way <laughs> doing a lot of twitch streaming so check that out if you like yep. GGTVLive.com will take you right to the twitch page also that user air 18 is great Mr. episode Nunes. yes uh also shows not over
0: it sounds oh. like we're wrapping up but no your your basical your basic wrap-up is just sort of like it's like we call it the veggies and the meat. It's just a, it's like right here. It's a, it's a bicycle.
5: Right. Right.
0: Then if you want like the dessert a sickle, yeah. You got to stay tuned for the overtime extra content coming up in just a couple of moments on the show. But if you do got to go, a couple of bits of parting wisdom for you. You can watch the show and participate live. That's another great way to participate in the show. Go to jblive.tv on the Wednesdays. On the Wednesdays, we have the live time converted by robots in your local time. Over at JupiterBroadcasting.com slash calendar. You can get your email into the show too. It won't be read, but you can get it in front of us at the contact page over there. All of that goodness, plus past episodes, RSS feeds, you name it, we got it over there. You get a feed, and you get a feed.
3: It is the Oprah of news you shouldn't be watching. (laughs) All right,
0: everybody, thanks so much for tuning in this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. the show's not over yet. You might say it's just getting started. It's the Unfilter Overtime, brought to you by patreon.com unfiltered. No sponsors, just our listeners. Patreon.com unfiltered. Thanks to you guys. We have seven new subscribers helping us get to our next milestone. This week, James, Am, Sinner, Odd.
19: And I know that each of you understand you have the
0: Fritz, Corey, and Cameron are all staying woke this week. I love it. That's my new thing. Thank you guys very much for trying to get to that new milestone. This segment is dedicated to you, everyone, considering. It's going to be some additional coverage this week on stuff that uh, I want to follow up from the main show. A couple of things we're going to track in the overtime. Like, overtime-specific stuff. So if you're sticking around for the rest of the show, I think we'll have a good one for you. Now, uh, right off the top here, I just want to remind you that we're going for a supplemental goal. Trying to get to additional shows per week. Patreon.com slash unfilter. If you've gotten some value so far from this week's episode, please consider going over there. Also, the whole entire live stream. The whole full live stream, whenever YouTube allows, is posted over there for everybody. You're about around the halfway mark right now. You could still catch more of the show. And we, we, the stuff in between Overtime and the main show and whatnot gets posted over there. Patreon.com slash unfilter for everybody. For everybody. Not just the supporters, but it's made possible because of our supporters. So let's start where we like to start in Overtime, the O Nancy segment, where we document the rot of the establishment Democratic Party, which is causing them to lose election after election. How about that? I just I just came up with an elevator pitch for the old Nancy segment. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> I like it. So we'll, we'll work on that more later. But anyways, let's start with uh, some prime examples of what might be wrong with the leadership of the uh, Democratic Party. Here is uh, Nancy Pelosi herself freezing repeatedly misspeaking, speaking and uh, often sounding a little slurred in her speech
12: actions of the Trump administration as relation related to the rule of the wall that the Trump Um, administration and the Trump family have eagerly uh, intended to collude. Oh, a a hostile foreign policy to influence an American election. Members of Congress take a sacred oath. What do the Russians have politically, financially uh, uh, or and any personally?
0: She's got a little uh, nervous swallow there. And then I'm not sure what Maxine's doing in the background. I don't chat room. What would you describe that look on Maxine Waters' face in the background?
12: On Donald Trump, that he fawns over Putin, uh, questions sanctions, uh, is, is reckless when it comes to Article 5.
0: Now, here's why I think it's kind of remarkable about the way she speaks and how haphazard it is. Her job is communication whether it be to her constituents, whether it be to fellow lawmakers, or really what her actual job is, and we all know this, to people that she's raising funds from, she needs to sound articulate in all of these scenarios, not least of which when when she's in front of the camera. So if this is how she sounds when she's in front of the camera, how does she sound when she's off mic and not in front of the camera in those other scenarios? Can you imagine?
12: I also called for the revoking of the security clearance for Jared Kushner. What?
0: Come back. Come back. You can do it. Come back. Did the clip die on us? The clip died on us. Well, that's too bad. We had more. Oh, Nancy. (laughs) Well, actually, it's kind of funny to just watch us silently. It's it's, it's a little more unsettling in some senses. (laughs) Nancy, come back. Nancy, come back. All right. So uh, let's jump ahead to Maxine because Maxine was in the crowd there. Let's see what Maxine has to say here. So she's standing in the crowd.
5: And call it
7: like it is, and recognize that evidence is pouring in and it's growing. Or what is ma- what what is wrong with them? I just don't quite understand. Well, what
0: just happened there? Did you see that? Now, if you're listening, you might have heard something, but visually, something dramatic happens with Maxine here.
7: And it's growing. Or what is ma- what?
0: She, her whole he- her whole head shakes. Her eyes sort of go unfocused and wandering for a moment. And then she loses
7: track of what she's saying. Like it is and recognize that evidence is pouring in and it's growing. Or what is, ma- what, what is wrong with them? I just don't quite understand.
0: She totally loses her train of thought.
7: Or what is, ma- what, what is wrong with them? I just don't quite understand. Or what... What what is wrong with them? I just don't quite understand.
0: So uh, something's going wrong with Maxine's programming. I mean, she's still executing the primary mission, but something's going wrong. And maybe it's the awkward relationship between her and Pelosi now, because Maxine, as you know, has been banging that impeachment. In page 45, in page 45, right? So, of course, it gets a little awkward when the press asks Nancy Pelosi what she thinks of impeachment? Because Nancy kind of likes to put the brakes on the old "I" word. The problem is, Maxine standing directly behind her.
4: Uh,
5: in your opening remarks, and also
19: yesterday, you cited um, this meeting as cold hard evidence of collusion with the Trump campaign yeah. and the Russians. Um, cold from Congresswoman Waters saying that she's thought for a long time that, that President Trump should be impeached, and then you had. Brad Sherman and Al Green both introduce articles of impeachment this week. Do all these
4: inquiries that you're talking about this morning do they need to be answered and investigated before you're ready to support
5: impeachment, or what's it going to take for you
12: Well, the, the Republicans and uh, I think the facts will be self-evident. Maybe they will be exculpatory of the president. Sorry, Maybe they will not. Uh, but there is evidence, clear evidence, that we we need to know more. And we should not close that path. But let me just say what I did say yesterday. Okay. Because I think it's really important for people to know, as as my colleague, Mr. Cicilline, we've gone into new territory this week with the uh, uh, Trump Jr. statement, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, and the Trump campaign. And then we're finding out who else was in the room. This is a campaign violation soliciting, coordinating, or accepting... Something of value.
0: You mean like the, the uh, Steely uh, dossier?
12: Opposition research, documents and information from a foreign government or foreign national. Plain and simple.
0: I love that. She does, uh, for you audio listeners, she does like this full stop. And then she looks at the gal behind her and like, right? And the gal's like, right. You got it. You got this. You're doing great.
12: National. That's right. Plain and simple. Criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States impeding the lawful administration of a federal election, or to make an offense against the United States, cyber crimes hacking against U.S. citizens, the Clinton campaign. Conspiracy with respect to espionage. That's right. Depending on whether information was obtained through Russian spying and the level of their awareness of the spying. When I say there, I mean Trump, Kushner, Manafort, etc. Awareness. Of the spying to receive this information.
0: So these are the things they are now going after.
12: So we need to follow the facts.
0: I'm sorry. These are the facts. The facts.
12: And and what did the rest of the family know and when did they know it? So this is, you know, I I have always been reluctant because I think impeachment is something that really has an impact on the country. So when the facts are clear.
0: I think Maxine's asleep at this point.
12: The law is certainly clear. When the facts are clear, uh, then this Congress will make a decision in that regard. Uh, but I hope that the Republicans will not stand in the way of the American people uh, getting the facts.
0: I think she had a seizure right there. Here's why I harp on this. The Democrats are going to lose when they go after Trump. Here's the hard reality. Trump was elected. It wasn't Putin. It was the people. He was a populist candidate, and he wasn't Bernie Sanders. He was the other one, and he was elected. A nut, you will, If you focus on the middle class, on economic issues, if you focus on the people, you'll do better. Stop going after Trump and focus on your own message. And they're starting to get it. One of the guys I go after a lot on this segment is Schumer, and he's out there trying to spread a new message of the party.
20: The beginning, week after week, month after month, we're going to roll out specific pieces here that are quite different than the Democratic Party you heard in the past. So what he's saying right
0: there is that they're going to message the media week after week until 2018. So expect another thing about a new platform piece from the Democratic Party to come out in different methods. It's not going to be the same thing every single week, but you're going to hear a lot of messaging about what the new Democrats stand for. And I think Hillary is going to take a bit of a nose punching in this process that's my my suspicion
20: what you heard in the past we were too cautious we were too namby-pamby this is sharp bold and will appeal Some- to both the old obama coalition let's say, the young lady who's just getting out of college, and the Democratic voters who deserted us for Trump, the blue-collar worker. Some may wonder- Economics, if, George, is our strength. Some and may wonder we are if gonna it's going to be at it.
2: bold enough. I hmm? mean, even your New York colleague, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, talking about health care, says, if you really want to get prices down, you have to- healthcare will democrats unify behind single payer
20: healthcare well, our economic agenda we've talked so much about healthcare that we are not going to address that in this agenda we've oh. been talking about it and let me just say the first thing we're going to do should first i think that this uh, the trump care will not pass It just is. You think it's dead? I think it's very unlikely to pass because it's rotten to the core. People are not for reducing taxes on rich people, or getting rid of Medicaid, which is a uh, very, very um, middle class now. Uh, thing as well as for poor people, so the first things we 're going to propose if the Repub- and the Republicans hopefully will join us once they abandon this rotten bill <laughs> is some cost sharing which the insurance companies say will help bring down premiums and stabilize the market something else that Republicans have often supported uh, which is reinsurance proposed by Tom Carper and Tim Kaine. and Claire McCaskill's proposed something in the bear counties bare you can if you can 't get insurance in those counties you can get the same kind of health insurance we get. Oh. Then we're going to look at broader things, oh. single payer oh. is one of them. So that is on uh, the table. Medicare, well, er, sure many things are on the table. Medicare oh. for people above 55 is on the table. A buy into Medicare is on the table. Buy into Medicaid is on the table. In other words, buy us off.
0: Buy us off if, which depending which way you want us to go. The bidding wars are open if we get in power. So they're trying They're trying. They've talked about how they got to focus on the message, and they've come up with a new slogan. The problem is, the slogan, at least in my mind, touches on two issues I think the Democrats probably want to spice
4: themselves from as much as possible politically.
11: Steps will take that actually will respond. The well, congressman to those I think anxieties. he's trying to
4: get something done in Washington, but uh, Congress is slow to help him, including the Republicans. Before you go, though, I know you were sure. uh, in on the new slogan uh, better jobs, better wages, better future. You realize uh, online uh, people are saying, you know, that sounds an awful lot like the Papa John's commercial. You, you know that, right? Well, of course. Look, better is, there's no trademark on the word better from Papa John's, of course. And
11: <laughs> obviously they don't have an economic agenda. This is an agenda that is about raising people's incomes, about making sure we reduce the expenses in their lives and prepare them for the jobs and the changing economy of the 21st century. This is a strong economic agenda. Last time I checked, Papa John's
4: doesn't have an economic agenda. But Papa John Podesta? Podesta does does, just saying. Is that a PizzaGate reference? So, anyway.
0: <laughs> I think that might have been a PizzaGate. Well, hold on, let's go back here. Was that a,
11: well, well, hold on now. In the changing economy of the 21st century, this is a strong economic agenda. Last time I checked,
4: Papa John's doesn't have an economic agenda. But Papa John Podesta does, just saying. So, anyway. <laughs> Thanks right. for having me. You bet. Uh, Congressman David Cicilline from the Great State of
0: Now, nobody likes to lose an election, not even Elizabeth Warren, despite how principled she may or may not be. She's making nice with the establishment Democrats. I guess she knows how to play the game. So she's cozy enough with your Schumers and your Pelosi's, although you can still you can still tell there's some pretty strong political differences. Now, I will admit this is a more visual clip, but uh, this is Elizabeth Warren up on stage when the question of Glass-Siegel comes up, you can tell she has a bit of a different reaction than her establishment buddies. Yes.
1: Uh, the economy is in terrible shape, but... Uh...
0: So up on stage, just uh, Schumer is at Mike. Pelosi's right next to him, um, and then next to Pelosi in her typical blue jacket and black shirt and black undershirt. I mean, it's like her uniform in Birkenstocks or something uh, is... Your friend and mine, Elizabeth Warren, and it's her reaction to the question. The question itself is, is scary as hell. The question itself is, is really scary. In fact, I'll back it up a little bit so you, so you can hear the whole question.
1: But uh, the financial system is doing very well in terms of profits. I wonder why you don't go behind Glass-Steagall in a major way. Okay. It was Franklin Roosevelt's first piece of legislation. Okay. We're on the verge of a blowout that makes 2008 look minor.
0: So uh, Elizabeth Warren's making, you can even hear right there, she's making a little bit of noise. She's dancing, so much so that she's caught the attention of zombie Nancy Pelosi.
1: Of a blowout that makes 2008 look minor. Yeah. Why don't we...
0: That was, uh, that's it, that's it, that's all I have. Is something off of c uh, that's all I have of it. Uh, I don't know what his answer was. I think he goes on to somebody else. I, the question sounds scary as hell. I'd sure like to know more, for more information about it. What about that collapse that's coming? What do you mean we're in a bigger, we're in a worse spot than we were in 2008? Anybody got clips on that? So Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, which Brzezinski is an interesting name you might want to Google if you're, not, if you're not familiar with that Anyways, they're engaged or whatever the hell. You, you probably have heard the story. She cheated on her significant other. He cheated on his significant other. They became lovers. It doesn't really matter. We haven't talked about it on the show because it's stupid drama. But now it has fouled into my purvey because there is something they're doing from a media production standpoint, which I must point out to you, dear friends, because they're trying to fool you. MSNBC is trying to cover up A scandal. Today, what's the date,
9: guys?
17: It is July twenty-fifth,
9: twenty-five.
17: Six months.
0: July
9: the
0: twenty-fifth. July the twenty-fifth. Now, what's happening here is the gentleman on the far right is in the MSNBC home office where Morning Joe normally takes place. Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough are a mere hundred yards apart, but the MSNBC staff has sent two different production crews, one for each. Each anchor to make it look like they are in different studios. They even have it on paper that they're on in different studios, so the whole thing looks legit because they're scrambling to cover up the fact that these two are out romanticizing about. There's books involved, like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff I have linked in the show notes. Well, one one link, but a whole bunch of stuff in that link. About what's going on, and it's pathetic the way the mainstream media tries to lie to you in every single way. This is a this is a construct they are creating to make it look like these two anchors are apart. When in reality, they're they're in the same space va- on vacation together, but they they're afraid that if you knew that, you would be perhaps interpreting this information differently or the way they interact differently. I'm not sure. Anyways, the clip's interesting.
15: Six
9: months July the
15: 25th. It's t- July the 25th, circlet on your calendar. This guy is spinning wildly out of control. He's watching TV, I know. I know you never watch this show, Donald. <laughs> but whatever show you're watching is making you crazy. Not crazy. I don't Joe? think you're crazy. But it's making you act crazy.
0: Now Mika's trying to get him to shut up. Joe, Joe, stop. Joe, we get in trouble when this happens. So you really need to turn to Sports Center. Joe, don't rock the boat while we're on vacation. <laughs> and you need to stop watching because Joe. these tweets make you look
2: really bad
0: You see how she's looking off to the side too. Meek is looking off. She's getting cues like this has got to stop. Hey look, we the corporate office is going above and beyond to cover up the fact that you two are going around the country and going around all over the world sleeping together. The least you could do is play ball and stop getting us in trouble with the president.
15: Really bad. Harold Ford. It's so uh, let's move on and let's hope that right now he's.
0: He's also. The, the guy on the right's also trying to stop Joe. This is really awkward. Tearing <laughs> da da
15: da. Da-da-da, instead of Morning Joe, because it's seriously not in the best interest of the United States of America, it's our not. allies, or the world at large. If the serious. president watches Morning Joe. He needs to stop. Harold, uh, why, I, I am 100% serious. He needs to stop watching this show. And anything Harold,
19: else? Um, yeah, I would agree, but it, it shows the influence <laughs> of the and show, and which and is a else? positive.
15: Harold, My- thanks for. J-
0: of course, they spin it there at the end. Harold. It shows the influence of the show, which is which is a. It positive. shows the influence of the <laughs> show. And, and, oh, that's how they justify it to themselves, right there, right there. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that is definitely awkward, Joe. We got a little more Russia stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like we we screwed around for a bit. Let's get to some news here. Uh, There's, uh, of course, uh, more discussion about sanctions to be had. This
14: is getting a lot of attention here today. You really get the sense that it's something of an inflection point in how Russia views the Trump administration. One newspaper headline in a Russian business daily today put it quite succinctly. They said uh, if Congress introduces sanctions, the Trump administration will be useless uh, to Russia. So that really makes that quite clear. But the question now turns to what it is they're going to do about it. Talk about retaliation has been stepping up here. Of
0: course, Trump has no option but to sign that bill. And then he politically removes that responsibility. He can then tell Moscow, look, my hands are tied. And uh, he also makes people happy that keep saying, Russia, 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 Russia
1: excited
2: and honored to do it. Let's move on to some of the big issues of the week. The House and the Senate seem to have come to an agreement yesterday on a bill with tough sanctions for Russia. It also restricts the president's ability to lift those sanctions, add sanctions for Iran and North Korea. Will the president sign that bill?
1: Look, the, the administration is supportive of being tough on Russia. So we have some serious mission creep here. So
0: there has been no conclusion to any investigation. We haven't. We've said there's been Russian interference, but we haven't identified how and to what extent but yet we are toughening on sanctions on Russia and Iran because of their election interference. But we haven't defined what that interference was. This looks haphazard and irresponsible, in my opinion. Like, if you could remove yourself from the United States, if you're a U.S. citizen, if you could go take yourself and objectively place yourself outside the bubble of influence that is the U.S. and the U.S. media, and you looked at this as an action in on its own self, This seems like an obvious political move. This is part of the sanctions remove Trump's ability to change the sanctions. So they're taking power away from the presidency in doing so, which is not generally a very popular thing, at least for the president. And they're claiming that these sanctions are a result of Russian interference with the election. But we haven't defined that. But yet we're taking these dramatic steps against another world power, a well-armed world power. It seems to me that we are demonstrating an irrational behavior to the rest of the world. What to us seems like a hard punishment on Putin could be interpreted by the rest of the world as brash, irrational, rushed sanctions that hurt Russia and they hurt companies in Europe. They make it harder for certain companies in Europe to do business with Russia and make it easier for those companies to do business with the U.S., are you sensing a pattern here? And people are aware of that. So there is going to be some sort of blowback, some sort of perception shift on the world stage after these go through.
5: To
2: lift those sanctions, add sanctions for Iran and North Korea. Will the president sign that bill?
1: Look, the, the administration is supportive of being tough on Russia, particularly uh, in putting these sanctions in place. The Hell yeah. original piece of legislation was tough. poorly written, but we were able to work with the House and Senate. And the administration is happy with uh, the ability to do that and make those changes. That- and, and inside
0: the U.S., inside the U.S., you are a crazy person if you don't think these sanctions are real and justified. You're crazy. You're nuts. You're obviously some sort of nut job. What's funny is people slam Trump as a nationalist, especially the left. Trump's a nationalist. Bannon's a nationalist. He's being advised by a nationalist. This is a nationalist move, and this is being pushed by a liberal agenda. The Russia hate is a nationalist thing to do. That is being driven by the left, so while the right gets slammed as a nationalist because of their immigration policies, their national their uh foreign affairs, but the left is is no better. The left is no better here. These sanctions are a nationalist move. We are punishing another third another world, a, a, another power that, that we have not actually proven their guilt yet. We we are assigning the punishment before we have proven the guilt. Seems like uh that's embarrassing, especially because we claim to be a nation of laws. It's embarrassing. It, like, I'm like, and I'm not anti-sanctions. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit for this because this is even just a crazy thing to suggest. It's not that I'm anti-sanctions. It seems really simple to me is you prove the guilt. You explicitly outline what these sanctions are for. You target the people that are responsible for those things that you've outlined. And then you pass the sanctions and it's a slam dunk. And then you're proving to the world that we have a process and that we follow it and that we are indeed a nation of laws. And you are proving that America eventually gets to the bottom of what happened and goes after people. Right now, all we are proving is irrational, short-sighted behavior for our own political interests and most likely business interests. It's just hard to watch.
17: Kremlin is closely
14: following developments in Washington on the Russia investigation. Charlie Daggett is in Moscow with reaction this morning to Jared Kushner's statements about his contacts with the Russians. Charlie, good morning.
8: Good morning. The Kremlin said today that this Russian banker in question, Sergei Gorkov, mentioned in Margaret's report there, did not need or receive Kremlin backing in order to meet with Jared Kushner. Once again, the Kremlin backing away from any direct involvement in these meetings that took place. As for Ambassador Sergei Kislyak, former Ambassador Kislyak, He's gone to ground after returning to Russia a few days ago. A much more pressing matter for the Russians today is the question of sanctions, further sanctions and strengthening those already in place. Yesterday, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov warned that talks aimed at imposing further sanctions would prove harmful and counterproductive, not just to Russia, but to the United States and to European partners who are involved in large-scale projects, primarily in the energy sector. As per President Vladimir Putin, he's now meeting with uh, Iraqi Vice President Nouri al-Maliki today. We may hear from him later. But again, the main issue is focusing on these sanctions, the debates taking place in Washington and the impact that they may have on the already strained relationship between the United States and Russia. Gail?
12: Got it. Charlie Jagata reporting from Moscow. Thank you.
0: So let's uh, let's let's zoom out a bit. That was uh, that was that got rough. That got down there. See, we can't we got We got to ebb and flow. Let's ebb and flow. Uh, this is an interesting. This is an interesting approach that Trump's communication team seems to be taking now. Kellyanne Conway and others are making more and more appearances on CNN. And in this appearance, see if you can drop the little bit of bomb that she obviously, I think, went in there prepared to say. Kellyanne, good morning. Thanks for
4: being here.
6: Good morning, Brian. Thank you. I know you and Anthony
4: Scaramucci just had a chance to talk off-camera. What was your conversation about, and and what's going to change at the White House uh, now that he is running communications?
6: Well, here we are in New York at the CNN Time Warner Studios, uh, happily conversing in the hallways between CNN hits. Sure. So that tells you something. Between
0: between CNN hits. I already love it. I already love it. That's got to be a slam.
6: CNN hits. So that tells you something. We're very happy to come and... Take questions from, uh, from I think, an outlet that's been incredibly unfair and systematically against this president. I guess you made a business decision to do so, but we're here trying to connect the American people with the president's message.
0: There it is. There it is. Uh, I thought that was a good line. Uh, systematically made a business decision.
6: Fair and systematically against this president. I guess you made a business decision to do so, but we're here.
0: Boom. Uh, I guess that's their line now. You made a bit... But we're going to be here anyways. And I wonder if this isn't a decision of maybe because of the new guy. New new approach. We're going to fight him head on on their platform. You know, they pulled way back. Uh, I think think if you look at some of their recent actions, it really has Sean Spicer all over it. So the shutting down of the cameras, the pulling back from CNN and MSNBC, because you don't want to give them sound bites and clips... Doesn't that sound like somebody who was was nursing a wound from all of the portrayals in the media, especially Saturday Night Live, that his response was pull back, pull back, don't feed them. And in doing so, actually just let them run wild. And so now the new guy comes in, he's like, no, we're going to fight him head on. We're going to take the fight to them. You know, that kind of thing. I could see that as a, I, who knows, but it could make it would make sense to me. So we've got some healthcare stuff we should probably talk about. Uh, here's a, sort of a rundown. Donald Trump.
7: President Trump using the power of his presidential bully pulpit against the backdrop of the Blue Room and the faces of what the White House calls the victims of Obamacare.
2: It was a big, fat,
15: ugly lie.
7: With doom and gloom declarations, the president railed against the law of the land, not surprisingly swiping at Democrats.
15: They run out, they say death,
2: death, death. Well, Obamacare is death.
7: But he saved a punch for his own party, too.
2: So far, Senate Republicans have not done their job in ending the Obamacare nightmare.
10: This is too little, too late. And what you're seeing now is a
9: lot of kabuki dance in which
10: the president is saying the buck does not stop with me on health care.
7: The president's message meant for Capitol Hill, where Senate leaders say they will vote tomorrow to start debate on a bill. It's just not clear what that bill will look like. Hmm. Option one, repeal Obamacare now and replace it later. But that might not have enough support to pass. Option two could have even less repeal and replace at the same time
0: all right so uh, let's uh this is a little bit this is a little bit behind so let's catch up in the middle oh hi there sorry about that in the middle of all of this uh senator john mccain had big news that sort of derailed the discussion for a bit big news we begin
18: though with some truly sad and shocking news about shocking. senator and former presidential candidate john mccain senior chief medical correspondent dr sanjay gupta joins us now sanjay what have you learned
2: Uh, With Senator McCain's permission, I spoke to his doctors at the Mayo Clinic earlier today, and they said that operation that he had on Friday revealed that he has a glioblastoma. That is an aggressive type of brain cancer. Uh, That was what was causing his problems, what they operated on right above his
0: left eye, as you may remember, Anderson. After this announcement, it kicked off a series of stories about John McCain. Hours and hours of broadcasts. Talking about John McCain,
9: but... John McCain's fighting spirit. One of my favorites. Tonight, that Senator offering his first words since he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. ABC's Mary Bruce on the Hill. Okay.
7: Tonight, Senator John McCain is battling brain cancer in classic McCain fashion. Tweeting, I greatly appreciate the outpouring of support. Unfortunately for my sparring partners in Congress, I'll be back soon. (laughs) So stand by. McCain is a giant of the Senate and an American hero.
0: So when you uh, are a benefactor of no term limits and you have deep ties with the defense industry and you have a failed bid to run for president, I guess you just at a certain point become like a statesman. I guess that's so this is this is your country, ladies and gentlemen. This is all it takes now to become the Honorable John McCain is to just be this guy. What we need is like some B-roll of his uh, time, his, uh, time as, as a prisoner during war. That would, if we just had some POW footage, that would really.
18: your food?
5: It's not like earth.
14: As a young
7: Navy commander, he spent more than five years as a prisoner of war in Vietnam, enduring torture and cruel conditions. And as a politician, earning that label as a maverick. Oh. In two thousand eight, picking Sarah Palin as his running mate. And holding
14: firm against President.
0: Sorry, I had to get ABC's D out of uh, McCain's. Anyways, let me uh, let me jump ahead. I'm sorry, this is just going to trigger me if we keep listening to it. Uh, so McCain, after uh, many, many, many hours of broadcast about what a hero he is, uh, comes back to the
2: Senate with a with a roaring return. Well, you be the judge. I hope we can again rely on humility, on our need to cooperate, on our dependence on each other. To learn how to trust each other again... You've got to give the old guy credit. You
0: can tell he's shaking. He's not doing super well, but he's actually doing it.
2: And by so doing better, serve the people who elected us. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. Hey, what? To hell with them.
0: Now, that is, is, that, is, uh, is that a good idea? I mean, to, to totally tune out all alternative opinions probably is a path to doom. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we're going to give it a good round of applause. We'll give it. Okay, fine. No, it's fine.
3: It's fine. It's 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 a great idea. It's
9: a great idea. The president congratulated Senate Republicans for sending a health care bill to the floor for debate. It took a tie-breaking vote from the vice president and the return of John McCain. Oh, no. What? The return of John McCain? Oh. To do it. Here's chief congressional correspondent Nancy Cordes.
0: So what should we talk
9: about?
16: McCain went straight from the airport to the Senate floor.
0: Oh, man. Let's do yeah, another shot of that. Vote
16: to Let's begin get another shot of that applause. Yeah, we've got to get that bill. again. Mr. McCain. Yeah, loop
0: it, loop it.
2: Loop it. Before unleashing some
16: straight talk about its long-term Oh, shit. Did they
2: say that? I will not vote for this bill what a ma- as it is today.
0: What a maverick. Boy, he sounds strong, doesn't he? Sounds so strong. What a maverick.
2: It's a shell of a bill right now. We all know that. We've tried to do this by coming up with a proposal behind closed doors. Yeah, that's how you do everything. In consultation with the administration, then springing it on skeptical members, trying to convince them that it's better than nothing. That it's better than nothing? I don't think that's going to work in the end and probably shouldn't.
16: McCain was diagnosed last week with...
2: Hero shot.
16: ...with an aggressive form of brain cancer...
7: As protests popped up across the U.S. Capitol today, the 80-year-old senator
16: said it's not too late
2: to chart a different course. We've been spinning our wheels on too many important issues because we keep trying to find a way to win without help from across the aisle. You
0: know what's funny is uh, that son of a bitch right there is the guy that passed that steely dossier onto the FBI that really started the whole snowball of this Russia investigation. So it's kind of ironic that this partisan son of a bitch is sitting here condemning all of them for spinning their wheels when he may be single-handedly responsible for kicking off one of the largest wastes of government's time in recent memory.
2: Hold hearings. Try to report a bill out of committee with contributions from both sides. Yeah, we clap this. This is what we clap to. The Senate is capable of that. You guys you can do it. This we is... know that.
0: Okay, all right. So this is CBS, Morning News. After doing all night on John McCain, they did all morning on John McCain. They continue. Then they go back to, of course, him getting applause and things like that. I mean, this is, they play a ton of John McCain in this, right there on the Morning News. Really good.
7: McCain's speech drew plenty of praise. Some of his colleagues called him a hero. But there was some fallout, too, from critics who said he's the one playing partisan politics by voting to proceed to a bill that he clearly holds in very low regard, Anthony.
9: Nancy Cordes at the Capitol. Thank you, Nancy.
0: It's good to see John, though. It's good to see John. Lots of clips of John McCain. That's good. It's good to see that.
18: One more. The Republican-led Senate's first vote to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act suffered a bipartisan rebuke.
0: And guess what the entire thing is about? You'll never, ever guess. Oh my gosh, the next day, guess what it's about? It's about John McCain! Nothing done, my friends. We're getting nothing done. They just ran McCain and McCain and McCain and McCain. Like, wall-to-wall McCain. Jeez. Anyways... Guess he's a national hero or something. You gotta love our media. You gotta love it. There's a funny moment. The State Department spokeswoman is uh, a former Fox News host, so I'd like to check in from time to time just to see how she's doing. And uh, this is this this is kind of an adorable moment, really.
7: Okay. Uh, sir, hi. Oh, with the beard. Ah, Hi, thank you.
0: With the beard. Hi, you. Yeah, you. You. Uh, What's your name?
3: Uh, my name is Grigory Dubavitsky. I'm from Russian news agency RIA Novosti.
0: Oh, she has the double blink. Oh shit! Look, just a quick one. She's getting better. Remember last time she had like a real tail. This time it's like oh, fuck this guy. Dubovitsky. I'm from Russian news agency RIA Novosti.
7: Oh shit! That's think, how, let's just do a show of hands here. How, how many of you sons of bitches are
0: going to be trolling me? How many
7: folks do we have from Russian media? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many of you sons of bitches?
7: One, three. two, three.
3: three. Okay. Wow.
7: Okay, got it. Okay. All right.
3: So
11: the question about C-Ray.
3: See, uh, freedom
7: of the press. It's a good thing, isn't it? Yes, it is.
11: Yes. We love that. So welcome. <laughs> okay. So uh, my question is.
0: <laughs> They're everywhere. Collusion. Nobody holds. Nobody holds a press conference like Spicy Sean, though. Nobody does. Nobody rocks it like the Sean does. Here's a few of his best moments.
8: Glenn. Shannon, Glenn, this isn't a TV is program. Gonna We're gonna, Shannon, I okay, you know? don't get to just yell out questions. We're gonna raise our hand like big boys and girls. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period, both in person and around the globe. The other day he sat down with Martin Luther King Jr. I would call him a civil rights leader. Someone as despicable as Hitler, who didn't even sink to the to the to using chemical weapons, he brought him into the to, um, to the Holocaust Center. and I understand that. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection.
0: There's so many good ones. So many good ones. Gonna miss Spicy. Never never enjoyed a press conference like I did with Spicy. You did good, Spicy. You did good. Then you got uh, then you got those that reported on Spicy. They uh, have a pretty high opinion of themselves too. But nobody has a high enough opinion. Nobody, nobody is high like Jim Acosta. He's got the highest of high opinions of himself. He's doing America's work over there. And he's here to report on Jim Acosta.
15: I could have held up my phone today, Anderson, and tried to record the press secretary, Sean Spicer, speaking to us today. Unfortunately, at this White House, we wouldn't have the video or the audio to show you the answer. And play and play it for you. What would have happened to me had I done that? Would they have haul- hauled us off? What we're witnessing right now is just this erosion of our freedoms because of, of the stonewalling that we're getting over here at the White House. Uh, to me, just made this entire spectacle seem like a fake news conference. <laughs> That's the White House behind me. The White House. Good Can job. you give us a question, don't be rude. attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude, Can you no, give no, us a question. A qu- it's bizarre, I, I, don't, I don't know what world we're living in right now, Brooke, and they won't answer these questions on camera. Would they have haul- hauled us off? uh taking our press credentials. I don't know. That's just sort of the upside down world that we're living in right now. Where <laughs> I don't know why everybody is going along with this. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Gene, Gene, Sean Sean, Gene. Sean can Jennifer you answer question, whether the President still believes the the question? question? There's no camera on Jim. And it just feels like we're we're sort of slowly but surely being dragged into what is a new normal. Maybe we should turn the cameras on, Sean. Why don't we turn the cameras on? Why don't we turn the cameras on? Fake news. (laughs) Sir, can you state categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not appropriate.
0: Oh, man, I love that one. I love that one. Yeah, that was good. Jim Acosta's uh, really kind of a winner over there. Then we'll end on a musical note here. Uh, Of course, all of us growing up here in the U.S. of A., we recognize the Star-Spangled Banner when we hear it. We'd never mistake it for anything else, unless you're a CNN anchor. You
6: no, know, Nick. I'm glad that Jeff brought that up because uh, fighting ISIS has been uh, key in terms of our partnership with with France. I mean, France has been a key strategic ally and an ally on the ground for the United States in, in fighting ISIS. Do you believe that Syria is the is the area where these two men? Share the most common ground and share to gain the most. Now
0: you might be thinking, "Wait, is, is she is she mistaking the Star Spangled Banner for the French national, national anthem?" I don't. She couldn't be. No, I'm, I'm, I must be misunderstanding. No, you you're you're correct. Your suspicions are actually correct. This CNN anchor is mistaking the Star Spangled Banner for the French national anthem right now.
6: From their relationship, and before you answer that, let's just listen into the French national anthem for just oh, a moment. No!
0: no that's that's I got I got bad news for you lady
6: the US American national anthem I should say let's listen
0: oh that's embarrassing that's embarrassing I've said some dumb stuff before but that's bad that's bad all right that brings us to the end of the overtime thank you very much for joining us There'll be more on the live stream if you're catching the live version or the recording. See you next week.